Morning, my brothers and sisters. On this, our 104th episode of the Good Morning Guys podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night as we discuss the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and play. I am one of your hosts, the Brazilian Mountaineer and Transition Ninja, Lucas Ham Swisher. Also with me, the judge, jury, and executioner of fake news, spoilers, and Long John Silvers, Patrick Novacell. Good morning. Good morning to you, my friend. And finally, on his left and my right, we have a guest making us a trifecta this evening, since Mark has decided he is going to be out to extend his birthday celebrating for a whole week, and apparently Ronnie almost (laughs) burnt down his deck again. (laughs) Just kidding, that is not true. No worries, as uh, they will definitely be returning next week. However, today, as I said before, on Pat's left and my right... He is the CCO of Slightly Mad Studios, the director of Fast and Furious Crossroads, who has had his hand in a number of games that we either or our joiners are quite familiar with, such as Need for Speed Shift and Shift 2 Unleashed, Project Cars 1 and 2, PS2's Primal, along with Patrick's personal favorite that we will definitely be talking about tonight, the PS2 Classic 24 The Game, Sir Andy Tudor. Hello. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Wow, your favorite game was the was twenty four. The game that's uh, that's a blast from the past, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, I uh, recently uh, rebought a PS two just to replay that game. That's wow, how much, that's okay. how much I like it. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Okay, very cool. Very Bet cool. you didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> no, you're the only person who's doing that. So. <laughs> that I, I thank you so much for that. <laughs> Actually, surprise of the night, we're not even really going to talk about Fast and Furious that much. We're just talking about 24 the game. So I hope. Excellent. I have many Deep dive. (laughs) Deep dive in. All right. Before we actually jump into that deep dive, uh, we are going to chat it up, of course, about our personal and gaming lives before we get into business as usual. And the topic, of course, being uh, Andy and his uh, illustrious career in gaming. Um, But first, let's get into a little housekeeping, where we offer towels, put mints on pillows, and tip you off to the things you need to know. Uh, If at at any time, at any point during this podcast, you're entertained, inspired, or just feel like spreading some love, could you please pause, get on you or your friends or family members or even a random stranger's smart device, and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and Stitcher, as every podcaster uh, their brother, their sister, their dog and cat will tell you it helps us reach a new audience. We still don't understand how, but it works. Also, we do have a goal of doing something crazy for every 10 ratings and reviews we get. And right now we are still five ratings and reviews away from Patrick shaving his beard or doing what we are calling the LGS Shake Challenge. As uh, has been mentioned, his beard and his bowels are in your hands. Gross. Right, Patrick? Nope. Yeah. Do you guys have uh, Long John Silvers 40, let... <laughs> across the pond, Andy? Do you guys have Long John Silvers? You probably have are, are real fish and chips, right? Oh, I, I, I honestly didn't know what the heck you were talking about then. <laughs> when when an American it. says Long Johns, I think of the cowboys in the Wild West and wearing <laughs> those pants that you wear. Long John Silvers. No, we have proper fish and chips. Over. That's right. Oh, that's exactly right. I'm so glad you're here. Bottom of the barrel. That's yep. what we got. Yeah, Long John Silver's is like the reject fish and chips. The the crazy crazy uncle you just don't want to claim. And for some reason, Patrick claims that uncle. 
Yeah, you, uh, you, you probably kicked us out of Boston with that stuff, so yeah, that's why we kept it. Well, it's so greasy, you probably slipped off the dock and you had to swim <laughs> Oh, all right, okay, we're going that far, are we? Oh, this is going to be an interesting podcast. Fine. Yes, it is. <laughs> all right, uh, besides the uh, ratings and reviews, uh, we are so happy that you're with us today, and we hope that after you hang with us today, you will go beyond listening, so please join us on our Discord which is a cross between a forum, Twitter, and Facebook, but much more personal and much less volatile way to connect with others, including us and our listeners, our joiners as we call them. So please check out the link in the show notes or our Twitter page at the GMG Podcast to uh, join in on the fun and conversation. And then finally, as uh, mentioned in the past, I have started a short 10 to 15 minute devotional podcast called Good Morning God, where I hope to offer all our current and future joiners a time of reflection, inspiration, to, to challenge people with uh, more positive, intentional, and relational, uh, you know, just reflections as we journey through the game of life together. Our first few episodes have been on the Good Morning Guys podcast feed as it remains a partner podcast in the GMGU, as Patrick likes to call it. But <laughs> now it's spread its wings, and as it remains a partner podcast, uh, it's now going to find its own footing in a podcasting platform of your choice, working mostly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, all kinds of podcasts I've never heard of, but I'm getting these emails telling me that uh, the podcasts work on them. So I'm glad for the, the few people that use Pocket Casts. Maybe there are more than five or a few. I don't know. But uh, it is under the name Good Morning God. There will be links in our show notes. Uh, and, and again, you can find this podcast, uh, Good Morning God, under the Twitter handle at the GM God Pod. So throw out a follow. Also, we have an email for you old schoolers out there, the GMG odd pod or the GM God pod at gmail.com. <laughs> I always add the extra G. I'm like the GMG God pod. I'm like, nope, that's two G's. So I have to say the GM God pod uh, at gmail.com. So I hope you can join me. Honestly, while I do talk about God and share portions of the Bible, I truly want those of all religions and faiths or those who have no religion or faith at all. Uh, to join me. Uh, all are welcome. Even if you don't connect with the, spir- the spiritual aspects, I try to share entertaining stories and, of course, practical uh, just reflections that you can use in everyday life. Alrighty then, I think that's all for the business. Time for the party. So let's get on with what is new with the two of you guys and myself as the guest, Andy. Why don't you share first so people can get to know you a little more, see what your non-work-related life is like. We like to keep it personal here on the Good Morning Guys podcast. So uh, share whatever personal stuff you want to share, like where you live, your family situation, uh, those kind of things. Uh, sure, yeah. Um, I live in London, so uh, just north of London. Takes about, you know, it's about 40 minutes to get into into the centre. Uh, live in suburbia uh, with my wife and two boys, little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, getting through lockdown as best we can. You know, they're about to head back to school very soon. Mm. Um, I actually work from home. So I know I know you guys can see right now. The people at home will have to imagine. Um, but yeah, like the whole of our studio, Slightly Mad Studios, we all work from home as a, a, as a main thing that we do. Right. Um, so we have a distributed development model, which means that literally everybody in the studio works from their home office. Yeah. So... This oh. is my home office I'm in right now. Um, so we've been that, doing that for... Is that different from pre-COVID or is that... No, this then? is the way we've always done it. Oh, that's so, awesome. 
um, yeah, we we thought we were unique at one point. <laughs> now, <Yeah. everyone, laughs> you now, the whole, <laughs> now the whole world is doing it, you yeah. know, and you know, shouldn't laugh about it. You know, it's, times are tough for some people, but for, for us, it's been relatively easy for us to transition. Yeah, you guys were you know, future-proof. Exactly, we, yeah. we, we were, you know, my office setup I've got here, you know, I've got my my monitor and my my um, keyboard and all that stuff my yeah. computer's down here the ps4 pro and the series x dev kits over here i've got my dj decks over there and stuff like yeah that. you like got the, some the you usual... got some good colors going down you got pinks and blues yeah. and bright lights i'm like come on get the maybe we should have a dj exactly. portion of our uh maybe you can exactly well you say that dj section there they are over there it there. is oh, nice look looking turntables so for those at home you know, on the podcast that can't see it there is a very nice setup of turntables that I yes. don't know how to describe because I don't know how to DJ or anything. <laughs> but it yeah, looks cool. So right? it's that that's it, you know, that's my that's my personal life, you know, I uh, you know, work days, you know, the daytime is essentially working making video games, nighttime is all about DJing and music. So that's the way I kind of spread my spread my life, spread my weekdays and my weekends. Um and yeah, you know, just trying to get through 2020 and move on as fast as we can, right? Um, yeah, right. You know, we've we've just we've made two games during lockdown. You know, we've made Fast and Furious Crossroads and Project Cars Three. Um, made both those games, finished those games, mastered them, QA'd them, um, and put them out on PC, Xbox One, and PS3 during lockdown. Um, and now, just when the summer seems to be going away, <laughs> just when it starts to be uh, clouding over and going rainy, um, that's when we're all, you know, going to hopefully take some holiday and recuperate and actually get to spend a bit more time with our loved ones, as opposed to, you know, trying to get two games over the over the start finish line and into the public's hands. So, yeah, yeah there we go. That's nice, me, really. Nice. So, so the the DJing part. How did you, how did you fall into that? Uh, always done it. Always have done it ever since. Uh, so I, 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 I grew up in Manchester, which is north of London, for those who, who don't know. Um, and, uh, gr- you know, grew up in Manchester uh, when I was around 15, um, trying to get into nightclubs and bars and things <laughs> like that. You know, um, a real uh, love for music. Um and it was a time when Manchester was extremely popular for um, club music and nightclubs and stuff like that. And there was the heyday of dance music, which was which was about to start with mm-hmm. uh, nightclubs such as the Hacienda, which you may have heard of, you may not. It doesn't matter. You know, only old people remember now, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but you know, it was, it was around that time. So I grew up in that heyday. Um, wanted to do something with music. Um, as a hobby and all my friends were into music um, got some decks um, as, a, as a kid and kind of started messing around and stuff again my friends were all doing the same kind of thing uh, went away to university which is down in Bournemouth again Bournemouth is south of London so it's literally as far from Manchester as you could get without falling in the sea <laughs> and um, okay. went away to university and did a bit of DJing there at our student union club um and then kind of stopped um got a job um at sony um at sony computer entertainment uh making video games 
I just simply did not have the time to do any music or DJing mm. or anything like that. Mm. Um, and therefore only really picked it up once again. Um, God, I don't know. Time flies, doesn't it? Uh, I, I, it's probably 10 years, you know, yeah. uh, I want to say it's, I want to say it's less than that, but it's probably 10 years now. Um, again, because my friends around London, they were all into music and DJing as well. And therefore it just kind of started from there and uh, just got back into it again and then got a job doing it at the weekends. So, nice. Yeah. Now sweet. do you, do you have a, do you have a, are you married, have kids, anything of yes. that nature? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which they knew immediately upon meeting my wife. I was like, this is what I do. <laughs> so, you know, um, you know, be prepared for weekends of me, you know, going out on a Friday night or Saturday night doing this as yeah. well as enjoying myself as well, you know, but yeah. uh, that's part of the, part of the deal as it were. And um, yeah, she's embraced the whole thing and loves it. And, you know, nothing, nothing makes me happier than seeing her dance out in the crowd. Or yeah, whatever, for so. sure. That's well, pretty cool. Yeah. Do you have uh, how many kids do you have? Uh, two boys. Two boys, uh, eleven and nine, and nice. one little girl, three. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, causing chaos. Um, oh yeah. Uh, the the boys when the, when the boys were born, we 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 got them a Superman blanket when they were born and a I Batman like blanket, and mm. and we thought that the little girl was going to be Wonder Woman, you know, complete the, the, Oh God, I mean, I've just said about talking about God, my Holy Trinity is Batman, Superman. Wonder Woman, right? <laughs> yeah. so, you know, so I was thinking, Oh, she's going to be Wonder Woman. As it turns out, no, she's Harley Quinn. Oh, she no. is absolutely insane. Leader of the Suicide uh, Squad. Nice. <laughs> exactly. So that's the way it's kind of worked out, but you know, I wouldn't have it anywhere, any different. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's funny how that works out. When you when yes. you have kids and you kind of have this expectation of what they're going to be like, and then all of a sudden, it's wow! Yep. I don't understand yep. how that works. Like my Bright daughter, for a curveball. Yeah, my daughter is exactly like me, like almost exactly, and she does things that drive me crazy. She does things that drives my wife even crazier, and right. I know it drives her crazy because I've already been driving her crazy with it the past fifteen years. And now she's so, got two people to drive her crazy over the same thing. Exactly. I bet she feels ganged up on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then my son is exactly like my wife, except in his humor, which is very much like me. So as soon as he learned the word like fart and he learned to make the sound, like that's my humor all the way. My wife's humor is not like that whatsoever. So she definitely gets ganged up on when we start talking about it. You've got it easy. My kid's grabbing knives and stuff. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yep, that's true. I got it. Yeah. You were right about that. <laughs> that's hilarious uh how about your uh your entertainment uh likes and dislikes what about uh your favorite video games just so we can get an idea of of uh where you're coming from what kind of video games do you like uh, uh so all genres you know my job is making games so yeah uh, you know i can't i can't be dismissive of one particular genre you know there are some that i would maybe not lean towards uh, I, I don't know what those are romance sims i guess <laughs> let's say that romance novel games um so you, you don't know, like that um, pigeon dating game that pigeon dating game, like my <laughs> no. my yeah. uh, hate to you a know, boyfriend so, or something <laughs> but i play I, I play absolutely everything because you know, there's so many games out there right now you know, right so oh, many so many i mean i was I've played mm. six this weekend, for God's sake. Yeah, so, what, what have you been you playing? Know, there's so many. So UFC four, um, because that is a game. You know, you can make your character and then just go in and pummel 
you know, some other dude. And I used to love UFC when, you know, Conor McGregor was in it and stuff. So I, I had a quite a good relationship with UFC um, 3, uh, which yeah. is the previous game. Mm-hmm. And then there was a big wait, and I was thinking, are they ever going to make another one or not? I don't know. Um, and they have. They've just come out with UFC 4. And so I've jumped in again, and, and it hasn't re- – it's not that different, to be honest. So mm. it doesn't yeah. feel like yeah. a big leap. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, play, I played that uh, as well over the weekend. So um, uh, before the podcast, we were talking about that every Friday night, me and my buddy play Madden. Uh, mm. And we also do UFC 4 or UFC 3. It's, it's mm. you know, we always go, we'll play a couple of games of Madden and then we jump into UFC because they're just very easy games to, to co-op uh, on the couch with. Mm. And uh, so we, we booted up UFC 4 and... To me, it it didn't seem like a huge leap in the in the previous iteration. So no. yeah, yeah. So I, I was yeah slightly disappointed by that, but then it is more of the same that I do love. So I can't really diminish it. But I was expecting more of a graphical leap, potentially more different fundamental mechanics. And they have, you know, that is to say, they have changed things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the same ring girls it's the same referees yeah. it's the same stadiums and things i know there are you know new arenas sorry uh, I, know, I know the new there are new ones different presentation and and all that um a different way of contr- uh, creating a fighter and then that being shared uh, around and stuff so yeah. yeah you know big improvements in in every area um but for me it wasn't quite enough considering the amount of time that there was between the latin last one now andy do, so, you, do you feel like being a game designer and like being in the thick of it, does that make you more critical of the games you play and more aware um, of like the imperfections or those kind the of one things? Thing it, the one thing it does is uh, in, so critical, yes, but it also makes me more accepting of things because I know how hard games are to yeah. make and therefore I know, like, you know, take it easy on these these guys these guys and gals you know they've done a lot of work here which unfortunately will maybe not get the metacritic they deserve because i don't know um there's another game over here that does has done loads and loads or whatever you know so um i am more forgiving of of things um but the the kind of the curse the game designer curse is that it's quite easy to to see when a game has nothing more to give when it's 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 delivered you know the tutorial sequence it's it's given you like the initial bit of the grind and then you're into the main bit of the game where right. it's not actually delivering anything new and pretty much as soon as i get to that point i'm then starting to think and i think i've seen everything in this game now and i'm starting to wane off it a little bit yeah. simply because there's so many other games to be playing sure. so i got to that point in fantasy star online 2 actually the other day I remember that game quite vividly on the Dreamcast, plugging it, plugging the long extension cord into the modem, mm-hmm. into the wall, and then logging on to uh, to play with other people. Like Ahead what of its a time. crazy idea! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, and uh, I grabbed Fancy Star Online too to see what what's changed. Does it still have that spark of nostalgia in there for me anymore? And, and it does, you know, you turn it on and it's got the music and the anime style to it and it kind of sparked my sparked my curiosity and yeah. made me happy that it was exactly kind of how I remembered it. Um, 
grabbed it on my PC, grabbed it on my Xbox because it's got cross-play, uh, cross-save, sorry, um, and was really enjoying it. And then once again, kind of got to the point where it was like, oh, okay, you go and get the quest, you do the quest, you 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 turn it in, you go and get a quest, you, you do the quest, you turn it in. And I was like, oh, this is this is where it starts to get grindy. Mm-hmm. And I've I've seen most of the weapons. And I've seen like a giant thing that you fight and another giant monster. And I've seen some quite weird alien worlds. I think I've seen everything now, unless the game suddenly takes a swerve and introduces a huge new mechanic. I was literally going, I've got my buttons. I know what to do. I know how to jump. I know how to um, uh, do things here. I know I've I've leveled my character up a little bit. I, I was getting to the point when, yeah, you can start to realize where the game has not got anything more to give and that is as i said is the curse that you know you you do get as a as a designer however the game that doesn't do that is battletoads which i've been playing as well oh yeah, yeah. battletoads nice. just keeps changing what game it is and just keeps <laughs> giving and giving and giving so that's great that has kept me interested and just crazy you know it's one minute you're fighting you know a, a, a classic kind of streets of rage uh, beat em up next minute you're watching a, a, a quite a well done um animated cartoon a bit like teen titans go and things like that and then the next minute you're doing uh roshan but uh, rock paper scissors you know with um other characters the next minute you're like it's a it's a it's a um a lane running game um yeah, it's just crazy. Um, really, really enjoyable. New mechanics keep inter- getting introduced every single level. So I'm actually quite enjoying Battletoads. That's awesome. Uh, um, yeah, and then go to the Tsushima, which I absolutely love. Yes. But I have to. I don't have the time to. Uh, it's, it's odd to say. I don't. There's nothing that makes me go back to that game. But when I'm when I do go back, I'm playing for hours. So right. it's, right. it's, it's yeah. quite a strange thing. Feast or famine with that game. Yeah. Yeah, I love it, and I, and if I'm going to play it, I know I need to de- dedicate a good few hours to it. But when I'm away from it, there's nothing nagging at the back of my brain, thinking, "Oh, you've got to get back and do that thing," or "Oh, you've got to do this," which yeah. is strange. I I had the same thing with Red Dead Redemption as well. So I wonder if it's just me and these big open world games. I'm not sure. Yeah. Huh. And then, uh, yeah, Civilization Six, which I'm not allowed to play. I like. I, I can't like I, it's, it's so bad for me to play that game like literally hours <laughs> you and get hours lost. go by yeah and i'm just trying to just just change move my little guy i'm just trying to make us uh, get a city state to like me i'm just trying to do this and in the meantime my kids are going hungry in the <laughs> right <laughs> things are on fire somebody's yeah. cut themselves yeah like yeah Stuff is going crazy. I can't play Civilization Six anymore. I gotcha. I had the same experience with. I don't know if you've played Fallout, any of the Fallout games, but Fallout seventy six did that to me, where I would start playing and I was like, okay, let me get my guns resituated, like take off a, a I don't know, a setting, like change a, a what are those called? Where you where you add little pieces to a gun? I'm totally blank. We did an mm-hmm. division also. Mods. Yeah. yeah, like a mod. Like let me change yeah. this mod and switch it out for something else. And then I look up and it's been an hour. And I'm like, I haven't I done, just been modded I haven't my done gun. anything. I haven't gone <laughs> exactly. on a mission. I'm like, I'm not doing anything. And, and I was still entertained. It just was like, I can't. I don't have 48 exactly. hours in a day to do this. Like, <laughs> there's no way. So, yeah. And I then the game, I'm, the game I'm married to is Arena of Valor, which is essentially League of Legends on mobile. Oh, um, okay. okay. Um, I was at Gamescom many years ago. 
And a friend of mine who was one of the shoutcasters for League of Legends, he said, you should, you should play uh, Arena of Valor. And I was like, I don't know, like, we went into a corner. I was like, show me what this game is. <laughs> and then he showed me it. And I was like, that looks really, really good. And then I've been playing it for five years. <laughs> I've <I'm like>, oh, <laughs> bought so many skins. I've <laughs> ranked up so much. And he literally, every time I tweet something about it, he's just like, I'm so sorry, dude. I'm so sorry. Like, he knows that he's just wasted my life on this. It's not wasted because it's fantastic. It's an amazing game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's the game I'm married to. Just, you know, every time you just find five minutes, just go and play it for a bit. We have them too. Patrick and uh, another one of our hosts, Mark, play Apex Legends, like, oh, yeah. until their eyes bleed. And then I play yeah. Dead Cells. I don't know if you've heard of that one. It's, mm. uh, it's, yep, it's like. I fell in love with it, and I've gotten the Platinum twice on PlayStation and just continue to play and play and play. So, Have you played yeah. it on Switch? No, I don't have a Switch yet. It's, it's really good one. for Switch, actually. Oh, yeah, I so, believe it. Yeah, but that would be bad for me too because if it were something I could just take anywhere I go, that my wife would just mm. love that. If we're at the grocery store and I'm like, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna get the switch out while we're waiting in line, okay?" And then I just start playing Dead <laughs> Cells, and she's like, "All right, great, glad we uh, did this together." Yeah, she'll love that. Yeah, <laughs> so. you should do what I've just done, which is I've just bought a Game Boy Color. Uh, oh, for you? my son, he loves retro games and things like that, and he's never played Super Mario Land and Super Mario oh, Land Two. Oh, I've never played that. I've never played Super Mario Land Two. So yeah, we just bought a Game Boy Color, and I think they're, I think they're about the same size as an iPhone now, but like yeah. three iPhones it's, thick. Yeah, exactly. They're so <laughs> thick. But at least you could stick that in your back pocket, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Oh man, introducing the kids to old school games that you grew up with mm. is magical, and when they like it, it's magical. When they're like, oh, yeah dad this is kind of dumb i'm like oh. this is garbage dad i'm playing <laughs> yeah. fortnite right now yeah that's when yeah. your son gets the knife right and he just stabs the game <laughs> you're like no <laughs> i love this game i can't wait. sure can thrift yeah i can't wait for patrick to uh, introduce clark his son to uh 24 the game and then you can cool. then you can be like i know the guy that made this game <laughs> <laughs> wow cool man yeah, well it sounds like you're doing something that i can't do playing a lot of games Lots and lots of games. Trying so congratulations to, I mean, on that. If if you're not watching Netflix and you're not socializing or something like that, you know, the, you, you should find time to to do it because it, it, it's an escapism that I think we all need right now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know, especially right at this point in time, which is the end of a generation now, as we all prepare for. PlayStation 5 and Series X. Um, you know, there are some amazing games, you know, doing their last hurrah on these uh, consoles. Yeah. Um, you know, we're talking just just now, you know, Cyberpunk's about to come out. Um, Avengers is about to come out. And that really kind of, like, puts a bookend on this generation of consoles. Yeah, for sure. I know, I know, there's, I know there's some, like, you know, uh, um, rollover with the uh, Series X, but... Um, yeah, it's uh, there's some great games to still be had. For so, sure. Yeah, go out and play them. Speaking of great games, yeah. Patrick. Hey. What great games have you been playing recently, my friend? So this is uh, over the weekend. I played uh, Tell Me Why. I don't know if you Tell have heard of it. Tell me why. I can't not <laughs> yes, sing that song. Yes, it's a Backstreet Boys uh, biopic uh, game. Yeah, great. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm excited or to NSYNC, play that. Or whatever that, whoever that is. Not sure. Uh oh! Someone's gonna re we wrong us because I don't remember either. I think it was in uh, sync, right? I think it's better if you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's true. Yes, I'll take that. Yeah, it's one of the two. Yeah, fifty-fifty shot. Um, 
So I play, I started playing that, and it is like a uh, a telltale game where uh, the choices you make uh, shape the game. And uh, you play as a transgender, uh, was uh, born a uh, a female, and then transitions into a male, and which which is very interesting to me because we in our in video games we don't get that type of a storyline. Uh, so and you know me, like I'd like to play different games. I like to just to see what's out there because I you know like I play Madden every Friday. Um, yeah. I need I need some variety. So uh, speaking so of a game that's up. never changed, like UFC, Madden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Madden is just yeah. There's very incremental changes, yeah. and I play it every year because I love football. So so yeah, I uh, I uh, booted up. Uh, Tell me why, and um, it is the story uh, revolves around uh, um, these two kids who end up uh, killing their mom in self-defense and one of the kids goes off to juvie for like 10 years and the other one is not allowed to see that the, their brother for 10 years seven ten years something like that and the the brother gets out of of the uh juvie detention center and then they trying to reconnect trying to figure out you re- really what happened um because they were like they were like seven or ten years old when this happened so they couldn't really remember, and they're trying to remember all the things that happened. They go back to their their childhood home, um, and that's when things start to unravel. You know, things are like not as they seemed mm-hmm. back when they were kids. Um, things there's there might be a cover up somewhere. People are like tight lipped about things, uh, but uh, but it's I've I I know I haven't read any reviews on it because for me I, for games that are different to me uh, I like to jump in without any preconceived notions. I don't you know like. Like with Avengers or Last of Us, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna read some stuff like about about that because I want I want to this one I wanted to go in, go in there with my blinders on and just experience it uh, for me, and for me the the voice acting was was good the story writing was good uh, the moment to moment scenes the emotional roller coaster in this you know this game's only it's only chapter one of I don't know how many chapters there are but it took about three hours for me to get through that and uh, leaves on a cliffhanger so it. It has gotten, uh, it's got me hooked. I can't wait for the second chapter. I believe it comes out this week, mm-hmm. September first or second, something like that. Um, so I, and it's it's like I said, the transgender thing. Like I I, I don't you don't experience like uh, that stuff in video games. I think the only two that that comes to mind right now that are that are recent um, are Fast and the Furious Crossroads with the non-binary character, uh, which was which was cool, and then the um, and then Last of Us two. Yep. Uh, Last of Us Two didn't really get into that very much, um, but uh, but tell me why is just like it is about this and uh, it's very very interesting and I can't wait to jump back into that. Yeah. So that's what I played over the weekend. Cool. So what's the game? What's the gameplay like? Is it is it moving it's, characters around, interacting? With the yeah, it's, yeah, it's just like yeah, it's just like uh, the Telltale, The Walking Dead. You know those type of yeah. games where you're walking around, interacting with the environment talking uh making choices uh responding to other characters questions uh and then there's also an element in it kind of like um uh, beyond two souls where um these two characters have the ability they're, they're twins so they have the ability to uh talk to each other with their inner voice so okay. they can they can think uh inside their head yeah. and the other person can understand it 
So uh, with that, they can also recall memories, like very fragmented memories uh, from their past. And when one recalls a memory, both of them can see it. Uh, and it's only maybe five, ten seconds long, very short, uh, but it helps helps them remember certain things like, oh, I didn't, they're like, I don't remember it like that. Or yeah. that's not how uh, we thought it went. So when they're doing mm. these memories, they're like, okay, something something was wrong with mom or something was going on with her friend. And it's just like a little like a, a mystery right now. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it sounds like a, I think I really like the idea of the game of getting into someone's shoes that you might not necessarily understand and get. Right. Uh, and it's, it's so it's, important it's to do that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that's why I wanted to jump into it because for me, like when I jump into a game, I can get lost in it. I can jump into those shoes and I, I can be like, okay, this is me. Uh, and I'm going to act like it is me as this character, not as me as Patrick Novosel, but me as the character. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and it's by Don't Nod, which had, I believe they did, um, uh, what was that other game that they did with the uh, teenage teenage girl? Strange something? Life is Strange. Life is Strange. Yeah, Life is Strange. Is strange yes. And, uh, you know, that's that's not a game that, you know, I normally would play, but I jumped into it and I like, you know, I, I can't relate to a teenage girl at this point. You know, I have a, I have a 10-year-old daughter that I can relate to, but a teenage girl at this point, not yet. But uh, I played that when it first came out, and it hooked me because it was just yeah. the story was good. You know, the voice acting might not have been the best story. The writing that might, might not have been the best, but the story is what really hooked me on that game. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Life is Strange was, season one was fantastic of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I played that too, and it was, it was. I mean, it was it was cool in some of the you know some of the non realistic aspects of it, but just in the relational aspects. I really love the Telltale games, not the Telltale games, just Telltale games, but like that the style. style, the yeah, the relational focus, the making choices on what to say, you know, trying to read people within a video game, like it really just getting you into the shoes. Uh, of others that people that have a different life than you. That's what I really liked about Last of Us Part Two, and you know, tell me why it sounds like it hits that same note. And that's really, sure. I think that's really important and powerful to, in, to do in video games. You know, it's fun to play, you know, Madden and UFC and adventure games and be a superhero or pirate. But I think it's cool that there's space for. Uh, it's really important to have that space for artistic expression and really like to talk about the human heart and. Yeah, it's uh, and it's more of like stuff. a human re, uh, related story. It's not like you're, uh, I want to I want to play as Batman or Superman. These yeah. are these are fictional characters. This yes, this is a, a fictional game, but these are real characters. Yeah, these is this is, uh, this is going on in someone's life, cool. and uh, which whenever I hear like based on true events or true story, you know, I'm always I'm always more interested in those types of stories. So this one is is right up that that alley. Nice. Any uh, non-gaming stuff been going on, or you just been uh, yeah doing that? Yes. So I already, the, know, the, the I already went, know the answer. I was just leaving. <laughs> kids went back to school last week. Yes. Thank so you last Jesus. Thursday and Friday. <laughs> uh, my so yeah, it's it, they're both of them aren't in school full time right now. So like for the first four school days, uh, they are um going to school, and then the next day they're home. Then they're going to school, and then the next day they're home. Oh, okay. Um. I guess they're they're trying to stagger it because only certain grades go one day and other certain grades go the other day. They're trying to stagger it because we're in a whole new way of school. Kids got to wear masks. 
They're not allowed to go to different classrooms. All the teachers come to their classrooms. They don't eat in the cafeteria anymore. They eat in their own room. So basically, they're in their room like 20, what, eight hours a day. I'm like 24-7. You're just leaving yeah, them there. I was, like, I was about <laughs> wow. to say 24-7. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, it's called yard boarding. <laughs> the rest of the time. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, they, uh, they're, and then they get like, uh, 15 minute, two 15 minute, uh, recess breaks. Uh, they get like a two minute mask break a couple times a day cause they got to wear their mask all day. So, um, yeah, it was, it was for my, for my daughter, she's just entered fifth grade, her getting on the bus and I wasn't worried about her. She's always been independent. Um, she's always been a good student, always been the teacher's pet kind of girl. Uh, so I wasn't really worried about her. It was my son. It was, since he's uh, going into kindergarten, so it's his first full day of school. Uh, he had a backpack on. He had no idea how to get on the bus uh, to to cross the street and get on the bus um, because you know, like with with him, he's he's our he's our baby. You know, we're not having any more kids. Um, knock on wood, we're not having <laughs> any more kids. Uh, and uh, just my wife is he's he's a he's a mama's boy. And my wife had a really, really hard time for him going on, on the bus. Uh, so, but he came home that, uh, that day and we asked him how it was to wear a mask and he said he liked it. So I don't know what that means because I don't know who said they'd like to wear a mask for eight hours a day, but my son does. <laughs> he's digging it. All right. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, it's the first yeah, day. So very likely he's like associating the wearing of the mask with getting to do the new thing. So it's like. Okay, I like wearing a mask because it means I go to school and I get to meet new friends and that sure. kind of stuff. Yeah. Give him a week. Yeah. We'll see how much he likes the mask. <laughs> yeah. So he'll, he yeah. so he goes back tomorrow. So tomorrow will be his second day of school. Um, so we'll go from nice. there. And then, and then on Wednesday is uh, both kids go to school full time. So which is the day my wife has been looking forward to. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, since we had kids. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like, yeah. my wife. Yeah. So Andy, my wife is a stay-at-home mom. So she's at home right. all, have, has been home for the past 10 years uh and she's been waiting for this day where it's okay i can stay home i can get stuff done around the house Uh, Mm -hmm. she's talking about all these projects she wants to paint the garage redo the driveway uh we we would just put together a picnic table this past weekend (laughs) nah she's not she's going to pilates class she's going to see her friends she's going to to drink before noon Yeah, this is these is what well. I'm not saying about. she's not going to do those things, you know. Obviously, you know, give her a, give her like her little vacation where she can just chill for the next month or so. Let her do that. But knowing her, she's she comes from a family who always needs to be doing something, always needs to be in a conversation, always needs to be doing something with her hands or whatever. So, you know, this if she does take a you know short vacation, it's going to be a short one. She's going to be right back in right back into doing stuff around the house for sure. Otherwise, cool. I mean, that's fine. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool, man. So, yeah. Okay. That's what's been going on. What about you, Lucas? Well, um, after our COVID scare last weekend uh, at the school where my kids attend and my wife works, uh, this is looking to be a normal week. So we're very excited to to just everybody to kind of have their space and to go back and forth. You know, it's very limiting, kind of like what you talked about, Patrick. It's even on a smaller scale because right now the school uh, that my wife works at and my kids attend is is doing all distance learning, except they're allowing staff kids and staff to come to the school to work. 
so that they can kind of have that separation, which I really appreciate. Like through yeah. most of quarantine from March to uh, July, uh, beginning of August, I was really struggling to get work done because I work from home. And so in March, when the family came to stay for quarantine, I was like, I don't, I don't have anywhere to go. And so mm. eventually it got to where, you know, things calmed down enough to where I could go to uh, the church. I'm a pastor and a missionary um, and I could go to the church to work, which was was good. But at the same time, I still want to be involved in the kids' lives and still want to, you know, help them with school. And, you know, we would my wife set up a calendar for them so that there was a little bit of structure and they could keep that. And uh, we've kept that going so that, you know, we structure everything so that they just kind of know. Because, man, all the time they're always like, what's next? What are we doing next? What can we do next? And if we just let them do whatever, they're just going to be on their phones the entire 24-7, like Patrick sure. mentioned earlier yep. about school. They would do that for 24-7. <laughs> so we give them a little variety. We still give them plenty of screen time. We do a lot of screen time together. Uh, we've been playing, of course, as I've been mentioning, been playing Minecraft a lot. And this yep. week we had a really cool thing happen and a really not cool thing happen. Um, so <laughs> what's funny is earlier, like two hours ago, three hours ago before we recorded, as you guys know, the power went out on my block. And mm-hmm. I didn't have power for like two hours three hours i had to cook dinner over a gas stove in like with just a little cell phone light and made like egg sandwiches and uh we ate over instead of a candlelit dinner we had a cell phone light dinner and uh, it was nice (laughs) and so romantic yeah so what's what's ironic about that is i had just gotten my our electric like our our junction box outside fixed because on Friday, half of our house lost power. I don't know if you guys have ever had this happen before, but half of my house lost power. And I'm like, what? I don't understand what is happening right now. Yeah, it's when your house has different rings. So yeah, we have it like downstairs and upstairs. So you have downstairs, nothing, nothing in the kitchen, nothing in the living room, nothing. Upstairs, you're great. You've got bedroom lights, great. (laughs) But literally everything downstairs is off and that's pretty much like what Obi-Wan happened, Kenobi except whoever so. like made the the whole electric structure they decided to make uh the the kitchen separated from the downstairs so our kitchen worked except our refrigerator it died with yeah. when it when the power went out so but, but what we had to do is, is scoot out a refrigerator and plug it into an outlet over the sink and it worked fine <laughs> yeah. so nice. like it was totally jerry-rigged and just like Good. well that's what we're gonna do and like 12 hours later Electrician came and he did uh, what Brazilians called gambiaja, where you where you just do whatever you can to make it work. And he pretty much made a direct line from the live wire to the house, so that he'd skipped the the switch, which is not safe. If like something would happen and something would mm. blow, it would like it would cause some okay. damage. But thankfully today my landlord came and uh, fixed it. But in the process of all that, when the power went out on Friday, my kids were playing Minecraft it died then on saturday we were going to play together and we loaded up the game and it said corrupted file and so to give a world to give a little more backstory just real quick andy we had recreated my in-laws uh house that they had purchased and then sold this last year and we recreated it like it took us took us like four months to do it and for a split second i was like we just lost that world and then the light bulb came on. I'm like, I have PS Plus on PlayStation. Backup saves. Mm-hmm. Automatic. Yeah. So I went in there, got online. The kids, of course, for the next five minutes were like, 
I thought they were going to cry. I thought they were going to yeah. scream, grab a knife, kind of maybe like one of your kids do, Andy. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, we got we to gotta figure this out. And uh, thankfully, I uploaded the save, and we didn't lose we didn't lose very many, very much progress, just the progress we had on Friday night. Uh, but the good thing that happened good, was good. that we discovered creative mode. Uh, we hadn't used it to this point. I don't know if Patrick doesn't really play. His son plays a bunch. I don't know if you ever play Andy with your kids or your kids mm-hmm. are interested yep. in. Uh, so, Been here, done that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yours are a little older, so they've probably gone through that phase already. But uh, mine are in the heart of it. They're watching YouTube Minecraft, playing was... Minecraft, drawing Minecraft, talking about Minecraft yeah, I mean... at the dinner table. They, they they still are, you know. It, it's a, it's a similar thing. We we started off playing adventure mode because I was like, "Come on, this is just this is just Lego. This is just digital Lego." Right. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Of course they can they can play it. And it was teaching them about the world, how things work. You need this to do this. You need this yep. to do this. And it was teaching them about the world. That the 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 peril is quite mild. You know, you just have to avoid creepers and endermen and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And we played through adventure mode, um, and this was like a few years ago, so it was quite basic. All you had to do was essentially just get to the um, kill the dragon at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then after that, that's when we turned creative on. So we played through adventure mode, and we we you know we did it properly. Cool. Didn't skip anything. Did it you know mind endlessly. You know, I was I was up till two in the morning mining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. whatever it was we were trying to get you know need a bit more coal so i can put it in my stove to do and i'm like what am i doing what <laughs> yeah am I what doing? am i what has my life come to <laughs> what am i why don't i go to bed with my wife you know <laughs> uh, you know so yeah did that and then creative mode is really when we were like oh kind of we've got all the toys are here for us to play with and we can do whatever the heck we want that's exactly so right. now it's yeah. turned into yeah building your house yeah building a roller coaster building some crazy thing making sculptures right and then it transferred into i was like i'm done i'm bored now you know and, yeah you know I, the last thing i want to do is make games after i finish the job making games exactly know? oh so, i can't imagine for you man yeah, yeah. so so I, I gravitated away from it and, and my kids carried on with it and then it transitioned into yeah like you're saying watching the youtube videos watching people like Stampy Longnose and Dan TDM and things like that yeah. of them of them doing challenges and and just making things willy-nilly and learning how to use redstone to make things move and stuff like that. Right. And now that now that now it's turned into this whole new set of creativity yeah. now. Like my my eldest is is recreating Mario levels in, um, in Minecraft now. Cool. Because he loves Mario, and right. and and it's a new way to use the tool block, the toolbox that you've got. So yeah, it's kind of carrying on, which is great. I assume it will he'll give up at some point, but uh, right now he's yeah. enjoying it. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's uh that's something that I've enjoyed the personal creation. Like mm. I my kids like to go on the adventures, and I go on the adventures sometimes with them. But then I like the one weekend I went on an adventure with them, I wound up what you were talking about two in the morning. It wasn't two in the morning. It was like two in the afternoon. But it, it, even still, I was just mining for like two hours. And I'm like, yeah. what am I doing with my life? This is not yeah. fun. And so once we transitioned to creative, I was like, why didn't we do this sooner? It's so much mm. easier to make a house. <laughs> When you don't like, we got to the point where yeah. we were making bookshelves, but we had to. I had to become a farmer. Like I had to breed cows. I had to kill them, take their leather, breed some more, and eventually I could make a book. 
and then I make enough yep. books and then I can make a bookshelf. And I'm like, what am I doing? And then we got creative yep. mode and I was like, it's all here. I don't have to make anything. So that was like yeah. the, the joy of it all. Now it's going to be a lot easier for us to create stuff. That's what my kids like to do the most. They like to create. They do like to adventure a little. But in creative mode, you can you can do it to where like all the monsters are still there. Uh, they do get stressed out when they get attacked by the creepers or yeah. like a creeper comes and blows up half your house because you get too close to it or whatever. So, But it's really yeah. fun. We en- I enjoy it with them. I don't enjoy it by myself. Minecraft is not a fun game yeah. to me. It's very ugly. <laughs> but, but with exactly. them, it's fun. Um, yeah. So that you know they wane off it a little bit, and then every every now and again that Minecon comes along, don't doesn't it? And then they have the new update or the new thing, and they they jump back in again and play it again. But yeah, yeah, just sitting there mining for hours upon hours upon hours, you're like, oh my god, I could have been having sex all this time. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. <laughs> The other thing, the other thing, I mean, yeah, it's like, how do you weigh this? It's like, what do you, well, you put it I that way. Have, it's like, wow. I could have learned a language. I could have done <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the other thing I've been doing with my family that's really monumental for us is we finally watched uh, a show on Disney Plus. Yes. Oh, congrats. So Which one is it? Uh, we're watching Clone Wars. So we're ah, okay. so to this point, probably the first five seasons we've watched on what I've called on the show Swisher Plus, which is my last name with plus meaning pirating. So right. I've been doing that because I live in Brazil and Disney Plus is not available. And the only way to watch Clone Wars is Disney Plus. So I took the uh, the Gambiaja, the, the side route. I made the way and uh, we watched Swisher Plus. But now <laughs> I can do it legit and I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. We can watch Disney Plus. We got a VPN, so we can just kind of funnel things through and pretend like we're in the U.S., and so that's been uh, really cool, and uh, it's going to help a lot with our kind of our family activities, because one of the things we're doing is we're watching through all the Disney animated and feature films uh, chronologically, so we finally reached the 90s. We watched, like, Beauty and the Beast. We just watched the live-action one right after it. And uh, I don't know if you guys have watched that or like watched yeah. the animated and the live action back to back, but it is like amazingly good. The live action, <laughs> like in comparison to the animated, I think they did an absolutely yep. great job with the beast. Yeah, and the extra songs yeah. they put in it, the the connections between like the help and the you know the Mrs. Potts and the the Cogsworth, which. When Cogsworth talks, I'm like, it's either Magneto or Gandalf. I think it's Gandalf most of the time, but I don't see him as <laughs> as a clock. It's like, what's Gandalf doing in that little clock body? But, uh, <laughs> it was it was so good, and uh, I'd seen it once before, but I'd forgotten how good it was, and I uh, just really enjoyed it. And our family enjoyed it so much. We're not just watching the Disney movies; we're ranking them. So Black uh, Black Beauty, no, that's a different movie. Uh, Beauty and the Beast is now number one in our family's list. It, uh, it the tied, live action or the the live original? action, not the animated. Animated's top oh, ten. Oh wow! But live action made number one spot. So my wife and nice. and son, they both thought it was number one. My daughter wanted to keep Frozen two at number one, and I couldn't decide. Mm-hmm. I said they were both number one to me. So since I abstained my vote, uh, Beauty so and the Beast went to number one. Haven't you got two back to backs next? If you're going chrono- chronologically, haven't you got Aladdin next? Uh, Aladdin's Is coming up. Yeah. It's I thought it was best. straight after Beauty and the Beast. Okay, well, maybe not. we we were going with the. Are you talking about animated or live action? Well, so, so you know, part of the reason I got into video games and uh, and all of this is that when I was at school, I was good at arts, uh-huh. and I was watching these Disney movies, you know, as they came out, 
and when I went to university and studied computer animation, this is the stuff that they were telling us about. Mm, and they yeah. showed us like Beauty and the Beast. It had, you know, um, the, Belle and the Beast in the in the in the, yeah, um, in the, the ballroom, computer animated. Yeah, and then in the, and then from that they then moved to Aladdin. And I, maybe there's another movie in the middle. I don't know, but the Aladdin, the carpet was computer animated yeah. as well. Yep. So in my mind, they happen. Chrono- literally one after the other. They're but pretty close. Right, there might be a, one in the middle. I don't know what it is, but there might be one in the middle. Tarzan? Didn't... No, I think Tarzan's after. Tarzan's after. No, that was later. Yeah. Lion King? Lion King no. with Wildebeest, maybe. I th- was it, was Aladdin 92 and then Lion King? Lion King was 96. Wow, okay. Yeah. So... Okay. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast was 91. I think Aladdin's one of the next ones. I don't remember. That's the yeah. one we just did, so I haven't looked ahead. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I'm really Aladdin's looking forward to yeah. it. It shows that it literally shows the advancements oh. in computer technology throughout those, and it eventually gets to. I think yeah, it's like the wildebeest with the all the wildebeest going down the down the mountain in Lion King, and then it moves on to animated stuff essentially yeah. after that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's incredible. Okay. It's incredible to see the the change and get into the nineties. Nineties for me is like that's like the the heyday of that's, Disney. That is yeah. the golden the golden age. The eighties were rough. Like it was like this. I think we watched like five movies and we're like, well, that's it. The wife and I did watch. Uh, we went back to an eighties movie, a Disney, a Disney movie, I guess, or an associated splash with Tom Hanks and yep. uh, what is her name? Donna, Donald Hannah. Yeah, Daryl Hannah. And uh, we watched that, and that was really entertaining. But it definitely wasn't for my kids to watch. So it was like a, it was <laughs> yes, like Little Mermaid right. for adults. It was good. I, I I found it funny. And John Candy. I mean, John Candy's classic. It was. It was. Uh, he is so funny. Um, is he in Splash? Yeah, he is. He's the wow. he's the brother. He, <laughs> I forgot how much of a like just a wow. weird brother he is. Like his the younger version when they show him as kids, he would throw coins underneath uh, ladies' skirts and then look up. And then as a forty year old man, he would do the same thing. That's like what? I don't think that what? I don't think that, that doesn't work. sing well in today's gen- <laughs> it's like, uh, today's generation. The eighties. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. My God. Yeah. Things have changed. Yeah, things have changed. What you could like get away with or do. It's just like, all right. So wow. yeah. Now, Cancel Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh it was those are those are some fun Disney movies that we watched. Um and then back to gaming, uh Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima right there right there with you except i'm i'm powering through i'm not playing six games like you are andy you just you're, right. you're much stronger than i am i i have to focus on one maybe two games so i'm playing ghost of tsushima i just finished act two uh, i don't know how far you are andy i right. know patrick already beat i'm it. around i'm around similar yeah I, I the thing that scared me was i i opened the map <laughs> which oh, is the don't silly. do that and then i zoomed out and i was like oh no it's so big. oh yeah. no and that kind of put a fear of anything in me yeah. unfortunately so, that's yeah. what, okay i had to stop myself once i got to act two i was like okay i can't do the side like the extra stuff i only do missions and it's it's made a big difference you might want to do that with okay. Ghost of Shima. just play the missions just you'll see mainline side the stuff missions. mainline the missions even the side missions they're really fun and very okay. they're varied um, mm. But I really liked it. Okay. Uh, Act two ends. I won't give details, but phew, it is a heartbreaker, and uh, okay. it hits you in the feels. Okay. So now I'm in Act three, the final act, and we'll we'll see what happens from there. We'll definitely have a GMG spoiler cast uh, coming <laughs> up soon. Um, and then besides that, I'm uh, playing Tearaway Unfolded with the kids. Just started that. 
we're, oh, really? we're not yeah. really far okay. into it, but let me tell you guys, uh, if you have kids between the ages of six and ten, this is a good game to play with them. Like yeah? Clark okay. especially, I think, would enjoy the interactivity. Uh, I think I think it was free on PS Plus at was. one point. Yep, that's why yeah. I So I think it. I have it on the Vita, maybe. Yeah. Did it come out for PS4 too? It was I think it was only free on PS4. I don't think they brought it out free on, on Vita. Okay, all right. But it's really fun. It right. even connects to the companion app on your cell phone to where you can draw things and then you can push it into the world and you'll have paper your drawings are in the world. Oh no way. Yeah, it's Oh, that's cool. It's really cool, cool the way they connect the world. And you in the game you play yourself. Like you're like looking at the the world and they're interacting with you as a person. Like and you, the controller is the way you connect. It's really it's really unique like uh the way they approach the gameplay in it. So I definitely recommend okay. it for okay. for families to play together. So it's really fun. All right. And then uh yeah, Dead Cells. The final, the final stretch. Just playing that Dead Cells, working on the the highest difficulty to beat it legitimately. No safe scumming and all that jazz. So I started this. I started today actually. So streaming it a few wow. times a week. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, that is Good. all for uh, my updates. Things going on uh, with us. If uh, that's all we got to share about current things, I think we should uh, get into the gauntlet, the GMG gauntlet take Andy through some questions, take him through some, yeah, you should be scared. No, don't be scared. It's, <laughs> it's really like we're the most unprofessional questioning gauntlet <laughs> okay. guys ever. So yeah, with that, I think we're going to talk a little bit about Fast and Furious, talk about the projects you've done. Of course, talk about 24 because Patrick has been <laughs> chomping at the bit. He's like, I got to talk about this 24. So first, let's begin with Fast and Furious, since that's like the the present thing. You know, Patrick has played through the entire game. He talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago. Did a little mini spoiler cast. Uh, but we, I've heard uh, that you didn't just work on this game, direct this game, but you're actually a fan of this game. And so, <laughs> I want to put you and Patrick to the test. Okay. Let's play Bamboozled. The GMG Gauntlet Edition with Fast and Furious. That's not the title I meant to call it, but that's what I'm going to call it now. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Second title is Bamboozled Fast and Furious Fanatic Edition. That's the original name I gave it, and I forgot because I didn't write it down. All right. We have two (laughs) contestants tonight in Bamboozled. Why don't you introduce yourselves, uh, you with the hat? Can you tell the audience who you are? Hi, I'm Andy Tudor, Chief Creative Officer at Slightly Mad Studios, an apparent huge super fan of Fast and Furious. Fantastic. So glad to hear that, Andy. Patrick, how about... Oh, uh, Soots, I introduced you accidentally. You with the tall (laughs) hair. I am am Patrick uh, Toretto. I am Dominic's uh, long-lost brother. (laughs) Fake news. I don't believe you, but we'll go with it anyways. Nice to meet you, Mr. Toretto. At one point, we're probably going to see another family member we haven't seen in the fan- uh, Final Fantasy. Or Final Fantasy. <laughs> Final Fantasy. <laughs> you never know crossover. I think you're getting Squall your, Toretto. You're getting your IPs mixed up there, Mr. Toretto. Cloud All right. Walker. 
All right, okay. so let's jump into our first question to decide who is going to answer the first question. Andy, pick a number between one and two. <laughs> two. All right, you are going to go first. You probably would have gone first <laughs> no matter what. But How this works? Okay. <laughs> so what is the year, make, and model of Dom's car in the original The Fast and the Furious film? 73 Dodge Charger. Ooh, sorry. That was close, but no cigar. Okay. At least according to the website I used to find the answer <laughs> to this <laughs> question. 69? <laughs> nope. You jumped to the other side. Patrick, do you have a guess? Uh, no. Great. It's something. Then Andy gets the point since you won't guess. <laughs> According to research, <laughs> what was it? It was the 1970 Dodge Charger. Okay. Very close. We'll just go with it. We'll do. We'll check our specs later to see if it's a liar. Either way, Andy gets the points. All right, Andy. Do you want to pass to Patrick, or do you want to pick a wicked Wango card? Oh. Oh, goodness. Uh, a Wicked Wango card. All Let's right. You are going to go higher up the ladder of mayhem, I guess it's what it's called. The ladder. And you are going to get double points from here on out. For every one point you get, you will get two points. What? Wow. Congratulations. Okay. Good job picking the Wicked Wango card. This game Wango seems card. rigged. <laughs> <laughs> Since you picked the Wicked Wango card, Patrick, you get question number two. Uh, okay. Patrick, before I ask you the question, do you want to pick risk or reward? Uh, risk. All right. During the time I am asking this question, you must hold your breath. Ready, set, hold. Name the drugstore that Dom's family owns and where his sister Mia works. Um, it's uh, Toretto's Cafe and Market. Patrick? Racer's Edge. <laughs> what? <laughs> you wouldn't have known anyway. It. So Andy it's the tuna place. gets your points, and he gets double <laughs> points. So he is now up to three points. Wow. Good job, Andy, with three points. Patrick, still zero, but I have faith that you might get Far one. Far the course. All right, next question. Do you want to answer the question, Patrick, or do you want to spin the wheel of mayhem? Mm, let's just answer the question all right fantastic <laughs> that's no fun you missed an opportunity <laughs> if, i knew it was gonna be something if horrible. only you had spun the wheel you would have sure. gotten andy's points but that's not mm -hmm. happening now. sure uh-huh yep <laughs> question this number three. balanced <laughs> <laughs> all right patrick question number three main city and setting of fast five fast five you have three seconds. Miami? That Ugh. is incorrect, no. Andy. Rio. That is correct. Can you give me the population oh. for bonus points? Oh, goodness, no. Uh, no idea. No, I, no, I'll... Oh, Pick a number, and you Six. could win. Huh? Six? <laughs> Six, I don't know. That yeah. is close enough. You got an extra point. You are up to now... Eight Some points. number of points. <laughs> no, seven <laughs> points. You have seven points now as the points have doubled. We'll see if Patrick can catch up. Would you like to spin the wheel or pick a Google card? Andy? Me? Sorry. Oh, sorry, oh, I yes. Didn't, I didn't say I will, <laughs> I will do the, the interesting thing. 
Yes, whatever it may be. All right, you're going to spin the wheel. Oh, come on! You got a gimme card where you get all of Patrick's points he doesn't have. So, because he has no points, you get bonus two points. Now you have nine points. All right, question number four. This is going excellently. Yes, this is for... Uh, we're going to give this one to Andy since he hasn't gotten to answer a question recently. <laughs> in Fast and Furious 6 and Furious 7, what are the Shaw brothers' names? Deckard and Owen. Ah, oh, come on, I knew that! That is correct. <laughs> Patrick, since you said you knew that, I will give you one point. Alright. Ah, sweet. On the board! He's on the board. And now Andy has nine points. One away from 10 points, which is pretty much the end of the game once you're that far ahead. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last question. This is going to be a buzz-in question, and in order to buzz in, you just make an animal sound. Patrick, which animal sound will you make? (laughs) All right, and Andy, what animal sound will you make? Perfect. Here is the question. Answer when you <laughs> know it with your animal sound. Oh gosh, that's my buzzer sound. Yep. What are Brian and Mia's sons? What is Brian and Mia's son's name? Kaka. Andy. Do you know? I've got. I'm looking at his face right now, and I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for him to do it. Oh no, I I don't I don't. It's little Paul. Are you what? Googling it right now, Andy? <laughs> no, I, no um, I, I don't actually know. I can't remember. Uh, oh, no. It no. starts with a J. Jack? That is correct. You got it. Jack? Ding, 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 is ding, it? ding, ding. You are the winner. At least again, okay. that is what the website told me. Uh, His okay. name is Jack. I think it is. I honestly don't yeah. remember. Uh, yeah. That's I don't remember that at all. However, no. with that correct answer, that could be a wrong answer. We'll have to find out later. You win oh, the okay. game, Andy. Congratulations. You bamboozled Yay. Patrick. Hooray. Everyone bamboozles me. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. You guys Funny. survived. All right. Enough of the shenanigans. Let's cool. talk Fast and Furious for real. That pretty much went the way I thought it would. Patrick's only won <laughs> one of our like eight or so times we've played bamboozled. He, he gets... Yeah, I won it, but I also shared it. Yeah, you did share it with someone else. I haven't been a sole you? winner yet. So you're really like half a yeah. winner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I almost had you. So I wanted to I lead the Fast you. and Furious discussion with uh, what we thought was the best of the best of Fast, Furious, Fast and Furious. Of course, they're all good movies. They're mm. all about family. They're all about cars. They're all outrageously fun. Um, but sometimes it's just fun to talk about the ones we like the best. To lead us into that, I wanted to share real quick a poll that we put up on Twitter in which we asked, which Fast and Furious movie is your favorite? Um, And before I uh, get into the results real quick, I just wanted to read some of the the comments. Uh, A number of people, including Patrick, said the first one is classic, Fast and Furious the one, Married to the Uh Games at MTG mttg cast said the first one uh mm-hmm. a few people shamed us and said things like arctic m 77 who said where's the option for never having 
never having seen one of the Fast and Furious movies. How? What? Have they How been, in, have they been in prison? Exactly. Uh, yeah, I think people like, in prison have seen these one? movies. <laughs> okay. I feel like you would accidentally watch yeah, one somehow. That's, that's something you need to correct, Matt. His name's Matt, and Matt, you need to you hmm. need to watch at least the first one. It's classic. Yeah. Um, of course, another uh, joiner of ours, Splig at Dopalicious, said, Does Gone in 60 Seconds count? No, it does not. <laughs> Does no count. What? Nor does Herbie the Lovebug. <laughs> that, that definitely doesn't count. In our Disney watching, we have definitely watched all three what or about, four Kirby. What about dirt, uh, Biker Kirby Boys? Movies. Biker Boys. <laughs> no Wild Hogs with John Travolta. No. Uh, so then, after that, a number of people. Of course, when I asked the question, I said, uh, "Which Fast and Furious movie is your favorite, and why is it not Tokyo Drift?" Just throwing a little shade because it's my least favorite, even though it's still Fast and Furious and it's good. Right. Um, a few people, of course, mentioned Fast and Furious, and uh, when it came down to it, the number one was Furious Seven, with seven votes, and then Fast Five, yep. and then The Fast and the Furious, and then it just went on down from there. Mm. But those were the top three. So for you guys, we'll start with Andy. What uh, what are your favorites? Uh, Fast it, and Furious movies. It's definitely seven, it, easily yeah. seven. You know, it's it's the it's the last one with Paul Walker. And it's the one which, at the time, had um, a a huge thing around the movie of how they were going to do it without Paul. And yeah. you knew going into it, it was all going to be about Jason Statham being the bad guy. So, and at the time, they hadn't really had kind of celebrity bad guys at the time. Right. Um, they hadn't had Charlize Theron. They hadn't had Idris Elba at the time. So here you were knowing going into it you know holy crap you know jason statham is the bad guy oh that ending after credits with jason statham yeah was like shocking last movie the stakes were even higher and huge you know and it's the one movie which is just full of dude bros in the cinema and they're all bawling their eyes out during the last credits oh man no it's yeah. fast and furious right. for goodness sake you know and it and it's re, it's giving you that kind of feeling so it, it's absolutely it's transcendent above all the other movies that that particular one with the dubai you know um jumping the cars between the planes and the the assault on the bus to rescue ramsey um the ending in in la with the the drone and everything it's just the the set pieces in that movie are are so so good. Yeah, it's just leaps and bounds uh, above the others. And then beyond that, uh, my 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 choices are heavily skewed by the game because we were making the game just before Fate of the Furious came mm. out, uh, or near right near the beginning, I believe it was. Um, and so, you know, I've watched that movie about 20 times now. You know, right. it was our main reference point for a long time during making a game um, um, before Hobbs and Shaw came out. And then uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, because people don't... It, it, it's not usually on right near the top of people's 
favorite movies in the franchise the the second one you know it doesn't have domin doesn't have letty and doesn't have the family in there it's just and i say just in inverted commas it's just got brian and it introduced roman yep and for us when we were approaching making this game we knew that we wanted to have two brand new characters who had a link to the franchise but couldn't just be you know the guys that the, the unknown people who just live around the corner from Dom and Letty uh, in LA. And it's like, well, why did they never meet up? Why did they never talk right. about them? You know, so they had to be kind of distanced enough from the main family. And that's why we went for, you know what? Miami has got something here. It introduced yeah. Tej, it introduced Roman, it introduced Suki and people know and talk about those characters. And there's a, it's, it felt like there was a family there in Miami as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we wanted to put our particular characters for Vienna and Cam to have originated there as if they were part of a family already. And we right. make reference to that in the game, therefore. Oh, you used to run with Suki and Tej and their crew and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, Too Fast has has a special place in our hearts, you know, making the game um, uh, with that particularly in mind. You know, our approach making the game was to, you know, do what Rogue One did for Star Wars in that it just enhanced another movie. It didn't take anything away from it. It didn't ruin anything. It introduced characters that came and went and disappeared and you never hear of Cassian Andor or whatever, you know, anymore. But it gave you a little bit of backstory and it put in that one little nugget of information, which is this is why the Death Star blew up so easily. So that was our approach with 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 making this game choose a choose a movie which traditionally wouldn't be in everyone's top five let's say and then just add more to it so uh, ours was too fast um we could have equally have gone with tokyo drift you know there was a time when we were wondering you know are they from japan you know do we do we Mm. do we link in sean and neela from from tokyo um Mm. or hannah in some way um, but obviously Han wasn't around in the movies at the time, you know, and we, we thought that, that, that Han was a, was a dead end, uh, so to speak. Um, and, you know, I don't know how much you want to spoil, but, you know, in the end we decided, we decided to go with, with, with Miami instead of Tokyo for yeah. a number of reasons to do with the movies. Yeah, it makes sense. That's cool. Yeah, like one of the things that you did, what uh, the the car that's in the barn uh, in the game is the car from Too Fast, Too Furious yep. that Brian you know jumps onto the boat at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, that like, was she's like she's like hey, it was like I just fished this one out of a lake in Miami. I'm like, oh, yeah. all right, we're that. already in this. Exactly that, and that was a really important thing for us to do because of course you say you're making a Fast and Furious game and people go, has it got Vin Diesel in it? Yeah, has it got Santo in it? It's got Michelle Rodriguez in it. Yeah, and then all the people going, has it got Brian in it? And we're like, well, you know, Brian does exist in the world. He's off, yeah. you know, enjoying his family time with Mia, yeah. but you know, it is too early to have Brian back you know agreed you know in some digital recreation kind of way so we were like no we're not going to touch it with a barge pole however we would like to continue that legacy on in some way and we thought about how we could do that and with the character of vienna being somebody who's always looking to the past like looking over the shoulder um being respectful of old things um 
being respectful of old people um, and restoring classics, classic cars as a way to kind of atone for her sins. It made absolute sense that she would see this beat up, swamp ridden, you know, car cr- that has been crushed and uh, from the from the Florida lake and want to restore it back to its original glory and does mm-hmm. that and does not even know who it belongs to doesn't know that it's Brian's car you know but she's restored it back to its original glory and for us it was then a perfect way to continue Paul's legacy by passing the torch almost from yeah. the movie crew to the game crew and it also fit the story and also fit the character completely um, and we spoke to Cody Walker about this and he absolutely loved the idea. So it got his blessing as well. So yeah, we're really proud of that. You know, that, that Camaro now has a new owner and it will continue on in the franchise under, uh, with Vienna behind the wheel. Sweet. That's really cool. Yeah. I really, uh, you know, you bring up too fast furious. I think too fast, too furious to me is probably one of the more underrated of the mm. the Fast and Furious movies, uh, I remember watching. That. I still can visualize so vividly the the car going into the boat. I mean, yeah. I feel like I, I feel like the, more often than the, not, and the scramble yeah. and the race at the beginning where they oh, jump yeah. the bridge and uh, a lot of it. the right the the messing around trying to recover the cigars for Carter Verona. It's got good <laughs> sequences. It's yeah. just that you. Once you've seen, you know, dragging a vault through Rio or right. jumping through cars, how do you, Dubai, how do you go back? Like it, to exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, but yeah, like Roman, Roman is such an he's such an anchor of a character in the franchise now. Like that's his beginning. Huge. So to me, that makes it so yeah. important. Like his his whole like I'm hungry, cause like that just yeah. that phrase. I use that from time to time when I'm talking to my yeah. family. Just like, like are I you said, hungry? I'm hungry. We're hungry. Yeah. Fast and Fur- Fast and Furious Crossroads is an origin story for Vienna and Cam. So in the similar way, Too Fast Too Furious is the origin story for Tej and Roman. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. But I'm with you in going back to like my number one. My number one is definitely Furious 7. Um, mm. I just love the emotional uh, aspect of it at the end. The dead, just the man, the end when, you know, Dominic Toretto slash, um, I'm blanking on his name now. What is what is the actor? Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. I just blanked on his name. Yeah. When he, you can tell he's talking both as a character and as a human being about yep. Paul Walker, Brian. It is just like, oh. Like you said, man, man, children just crying, like bro dudes, like crying their eyes out. I was one of them. I mean, I'm not really a bro dude, but, but even still, I was bawling my eyes out. Like especially yep. after, you know, just being a dad, being a family man, you know, seeing how they yep. honored his memory, uh, and then on top of that, of course, the story is 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 like so intense, and that after credit scene that's like Marvel levels of jaw dropping. Like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to watch the next one. You know, fate of the. Fate of the Eight, Fate of the Furious. Um, yes. Yeah, so Furious 7 to me is my number one. How about you, Patrick? Yeah, yeah I, I, I can totally get the Furious 7, but me, I'm, I'm a sucker for origin stories, yeah. so that's I, I always usually go back to the first of any any franchise uh, just to relive, like because we've gotten nine Fast and the Furious movies, and uh, we've got so much history there, and I like to go back and, and watch the, the original, the Fast and Furious uh, with Brian as a undercover cop, you know everyone is just they're 
you know, uh, they're highway robbers going after DVDs, you know, just all this, all this stuff is so small mm-hmm. compared to what it is now. Yeah. It is so outlandishly, uh, ridiculous in the, like they're, they're asking Vin Diesel or Dominic Toretto and Paul Walker's character, Brian, and they're asking Michelle Rodriguez, Letty, you know, they're asking the drivers that have no training at all in anything. And they are like the top crew to handle any situation uh that that is going on mm-hmm. so i think it's 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 gotten so crazy and the the more the the more movies there are the better it, it gets because that's why i watch fast and furious movies because they are just like oh, that can, that could never happen where you know like dom and letty you know cl- you know grab each other in midair after <laughs> flying out of the yep. car you know across on, on a bridge like come on seriously but i'm i love it i eat it up because it's like that's you know you accept it that's that's the stuff you accept yeah but uh you know i just like going back to the original and just watching brian develop that relationship with dom's dom's sister which uh and then his then dom's crew and he's like you know brian gets dom out gets dom uh away from the cops and then all of a sudden he ends up in the house and vin diesel just stands there and he's like you can have any any beer you want or any drink you want as long as it's a corona and uh that's when you know like that's when the family starts mm-hmm. and just like that's the just the origin stories is what really gets me that's why yeah. i like that one yeah man cool. it makes Great. sense you can't go wrong with that it's like iron man it's like uh you all yeah you always go back guards to like, of galaxy i, 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 I like, know i know one. how it ends yeah. let's go back and see how it began it's, it's fresh know? and so i totally get it and i love like i love fast and furious i think it's no fast and furious five fab fast five where they go to that's the rio one right I asked yep. the question and I can't remember. That's like <laughs> where that's where Brian and 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 Brian and Dominic finally have a whole movie where they're like family. Like Yeah. It, they only really I mean people people Yeah, you're right. I mean, people own people think of brotherhood, you know, that that term brotherhood and family, but they only really they only really get to that point at the end of Fast 4, the yeah, Fast and Furious. Exactly. And t- up until that point you know, Brian's still a cop and they're yeah, on opposite sides of the law and they've got a bit of a beef with each other and it's only really by the end that you're like, ah, oh, they're now they're brothers. And then yeah. Fast Five starts, you know, with right. that. That's like cool. off to go to the races. And then yeah. they introduce The Rock as the other, you know, the the, con- the, the conflict in that in that movie. And so. then they welcome him to the family and then, yes, exactly. then they fight the brother. There. Everyone joins eventually. Yeah, you either die or you <laughs> Yeah. You, you you die or you live long enough to become part of the family. That's the only exactly. two options you have in Fast and Furious. Uh, mm-hmm. We had some questions to to focus mm-hmm. more on uh, Fast and Furious Crossroads. Uh, mm-hmm. One of our joiners, Barnaby Butterteeth, he said, uh, <laughs> well, how did this happen? Congrats on a great guest moving up the food chain. Thank you, Barnaby <laughs> We're really working with the, the big wigs. Scraping now. the bottom of the barrel. Oh, like. don't say that. That's not true. <laughs> Uh, he said, now for the question. When you have a franchise, Andy, that is known to be over the top, how do you decide what is good crazy and what is bad crazy? What can you pull off without people going, well, that went too far? So for us, um, so as a, as a you know big fan of the franchise, um, and, th- and therefore starting from that point, knowing that I myself want to see something which completely fits within the franchise. You know, the franchise is all about high stakes it's about everyone taking everything seriously it's about 
you know, so a, a threat which is credible and feels like it could actually happen. But the solution to all the problems are the most fantastical. So, or they are, you know, cornered into a, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're pushed into a corner and the only way to get out of it is through something to do with cars. Right. Or the best way to do the thing is via cars. And therefore, yeah. knowing that, knowing the parameters, therefore, that's how we set out to make the game as well. We knew that we were doing an, an origin story for these brand new characters. And the movies have changed over the years. They used to be, like you said, they used to be all about street racing and pink slips and cash and street cred and all that kind of stuff. And now the team, the family, are a international vehicular strike squad, right? You right. know, mission yeah. impossibling uh -huh. the, the world and saving yep. it, you know, one, one um, RPM at a time. So we knew that there were some people who would love the old stuff, some people who love the new stuff, and we wanted to take people on that journey in a condensed form of the game, taking you from the streets and progressing you through that elevated stakes and elevated um, um, complexity of mission and uh, you know growing the family and all that kind of stuff till you got to the similar kind of point as the most recent movie and the most recent movie for us was at the time was uh, Fast Eight and Hobbs and Shaw during the kind of last uh, the last year or nine months of the of the of the project right. so. You know, knowing knowing we wanted to take you on that journey, we then looked at all the set pieces of the movies and we wanted to play homage to each of them, but give them all a twist. So this for us was like The Force Awakens had done. It feels familiar and it's telling a story which, again, is something that um, has kind of echoes of something you have seen previously. Yeah. But... It's with brand new characters, brand new scenarios, brand new locations, a, a different um, type of um, situation that's happening. And therefore that you can see, therefore, in the game, you know, the opening sequence is against a tank. So we were taking literally the ripsaw from Fast 8, which are on the ice with that Tej has, and doing a, a more extreme version of that. Because again, we want to see, we don't want to just see the ripsaw. It's like, we've seen that already. We want to yeah. see something bigger than the ripsaw, you know? Yeah, and then we do. Then we reset back to you know a, a classic street race like the first movie when they're in between those two buildings, uh, which is the one in Barcelona. Then we do the truck heist again, similar to that very first opening sequence of the first movie, with even with the green mm -hmm. underlights underneath the cars. That was but cool. you're doing something different there. You're not trying to get VCRs off them. You're trying to jump somebody onto it to get control of the cab and 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 then take it over. So you have quite defined parameters you know what kind of stuff happens in the movies and you want to recreate that pay homage to it and give it a twist and then obviously you want to exceed it in some point which was where we then spent a lot of time thinking about who's the bad guy what's that final sequence going to be how do we you know we were literally like how do we get bigger than a submarine like <laughs> yeah right we were we were googling like large objects like large <laughs> large moving objects what if know? the cars fought the statue of liberty that was yeah, controlled yeah. by yeah we came up the ghostbusters. we were looking at <laughs> exactly yeah. stay puffed marshmallow man 
<laughs> we were looking at like battleships. We were looking at uh, zeppelins. We were looking at anything that was absolutely ginormous. We found this big excavator digger, and that's what went into the quarry mission near the end. Um, and whereas Fast Eight was, you know, statistically basically Fast Eight, Fast Eight's ending is an ice level, and you're being chased by something. So the inverse of that is a fire level and you're racing after something. Okay. And so even, yeah. even there with that just flip right there, you kind of go, okay, what are we going to do that's on fire that we're chasing? Um, and then when it came to the bad guy, we were kind of thinking how, do, you know, we, we're now in the realm of the celebrity bad guys. So we've got Idris Elba, we've got um, Charlize Theron, we've had Jason Statham, um, um, Helen Mirren, I guess, to a certain extent, you know, and now we were like, how do we get a bad guy who feels like he ties in, like, you know, if we're tying our main characters into too fast, how do we make sure our, our main bad guy ties into the other bad guys there as well? Yeah. Um, and, and we did certain things to kind of thread that needle there. And then, you know, thinking of back to your question of like, how far is too far? Well, at the time when we were trying to think of like what the what the bad guy's plot was and what that final sequence was going to be, um, two things were happening in the world. Um, the first was um, the North Korea had sh- said that they had missiles that were capable of hitting America at the time. Right. If you remember that back, yep. maybe two years ago or something like that, and that was quite a distressing thought. That yeah were missiles that could hit the mainland so we were thinking wow like the only thing that is preventing this from ever happening is our knowledge of that and our strategic defense network or the america's the strategic defense network um and norad and satellites and all that kind of stuff like what if that didn't exist what if there was a way to kind of turn it off essentially and therefore anyone could just fire a missile and the first you would ever know about it is when it when hit it yeah, yeah. And that yeah. was quite a scary thought. It still is a scary thought, right? But that was like, oh, sure. okay, that's that's yeah, that sounds interesting. And then the other thing that was happening was SpaceX, <laughs> and they were sending oh, yeah. rockets up, you know, again and again and again. Yep. So we we kind of worked it out, like meshed the two together, and we were like, okay, well, you need to get it if there is this way of um, turning off the strategic defense network, like where is somewhere that the crew can't go and of course the joke is that one day the the movie is going to go to space right so we that's when we were like okay let's play with that let's play with that theory that expectation that joke yeah and let's do it so that's where the idea came from that the final you know mission is there's a rocket about to take off and on it is a satellite which once launched is up in space and can turn off the strategic network whenever the hell it wants. Yeah, yeah. It, you can't. You can't get there. You, you literally have to go have another rocket and go up there yourself to actually turn it off. You know, there's no way to, to to turn that off, right? And therefore, it's a place that our crew can't go. They're ground based. They are. They are in cars. They can't go any any further. And that's when, of course, the idea came from. Well, if they're going to save the world, they're going to fire missiles at that rocket you know and then have it tip over come off its uh, detachments uh, for for launch and then all of a sudden you've now got a 
fire-based thing that you're then chasing after because you're now chasing after the rocket to slow it down so it all kind of it wasn't an initial i know let's have a crazy rocket thing and like let's just coming out from nowhere it came from the real world Hmm. it came from real threats that were happening it came from something which felt i know it sounds crazy but sounds logical (laughs) in a way (laughs) right and it all felt yeah and it also felt like For sure. Something that exceeded, but was also in the spirit of the last crazy finale to a movie that we'd just seen. Yeah. And that's where, 100%. that's where you then have to, yeah, work out your, your radar has to go off of like, is this too far? Have we jumped the shark or is this actually in line with the movies? And hmm. the thing that really sold us on it is that we were doing the, uh, we were submitting scripts and stuff at the time. It's very, it's a very collaborative pl- process with Universal, all this stuff. And um, we were doing voiceover uh, recording with Tyrese. And Tyrese had said, like, you guys need to talk to Justin Lin because the stuff that you've got going on the game could tie in or, like, it would be really interesting for you guys to, you know, uh, put heads together and talk about what you're doing uh, in there. So that was like a real... Wow. Hmm. That's, that's, that was a real, good. almost like validation of... Validation, sure. Everything, what we're doing here is 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 legit, canon, feels in the spirit of things. Nice. Uh, and it's also something that they could have, the movies could have taken as well. So, yeah, that's where you draw the line, basically. You know, you look at it and go, is, is this too far from me? If I was sat in the audience watching it, would I go, oh, these guys have, this is nonsense. They've gone too far at this point. It's into the world of the fantastic. Um, <laughs> and being a fan, you know, we can all joke about two cars jumping a skyscraper or or uh, throwing cars from an airplane to land on a road, you know, <laughs> whatever. But they are doable, those things, you know, yeah. I guess in some way. And you just have to have a little bit of... Um, uh, you have to embellish it a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit of suspension of disbelief yeah. to, to make yeah. a awesome yeah. sequence, which is visually appealing and also really fun to play. So, yeah, yeah I think I think we got it right. Um so oh yeah you definitely you definitely got it right it was when i was playing that when i was playing the end end scene it felt true to (laughs) fast and the furious uh not only not only the ending uh but the big set pieces throughout the game you know you can watch a movie and you can there's there's a a little bit of a disconnect for me uh when i'm watching a movie but when i'm playing a game i feel like i am Mm -hmm. in control and when we were uh, wrote, we were, you were driving as Roman Pierce and you were taking that EMP uh, through the harbor. Mm. Uh, it felt like I was doing the uh, the chase with the vault mm. across the streets of Rio. Exactly. You know, just like that's 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 the kind of connection that I was like, oh, this is that's now now I can I can actually feel like what it would have been like if I was if I was doing yep. that. Yep. So those those kinds of connections were were really really cool. Good. The, the whole point of that particular mission was to just throw so much stuff at you that you barely had time to react. That it was just like literally <laughs> mortar after smashing something, after plowing through a roadblock. Just it was just chaos, absolute chaos, which 
that which is how that that feeling that you have when you watch the Rio heist is in the movie. You're just like, oh my god, it's just, boom, it's just gone through a whole shop, and boom, there's like loads of people jumping out of the way. It's just action, 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 you know, reaction shot, and just crazy thing, and like rubble and things like that. Your eyes are moving so fast, and your brain is kind of trying to take it all in, and that's exactly the feeling we wanted to get in that particular mission. Which yeah, sounds like we did. So it's good. Yes, you yes, def- you definitely. definitely did. And there was. Yeah, uh, and I, you know, like I wasn't ex- like when we when I did the spoiler the mini spoiler cast, I wasn't expecting to talk as much as I as I did on this. But the more I talked about, it, I was like, wow, this this feels like a standalone Fast and the Furious film. Mm-hmm. But I'm playing it. Uh, there was just like different. There's there's a lot of fan service in here uh, where there were big, huge, you know, boulders, you know, just mm-hmm. coming down at you. And I think at Letty one at one point, she's like. Oh, this is eerily familiar, yep. and it's just like it's just that kind, those kinds of things yep. uh, that that you put into the game that that Fast and Furious fans will get, but uh, but a game player will just be like, well, you know, go on to the next scene or whatever. But for Fast and Furious fans, you get it. Yeah, there's some little nods that the characters do um, as, as they remember their own sequences that they were in. Like, this better not be about something like cigar and uh, remember Rio, like use the, use the <laughs> yeah. finger and um, this is like Berlin all over again with the wrecking balls and stuff like that. And then there's also the other side of it, which is what, which is seeing these legends through the new eyes of the new characters. So there's a nice little bit that I think we put in where um, Vienna and Cam are driving up the um, a mountain in Morocco and they are talking about oh, yeah. things that happened in the movies but only from their perspective. So they don't know about skyscrapers in Dubai. They don't know about the submarine. They don't know about other things because they're street racers. They've just come from Barcelona. So all they would hear about is the stuff that would be on the street racing grapevine. So they know about Dom and Letty turning up at a race in London because that would be a big thing. They know about Dom going to prison. They know the things that they should know about, but they don't know the crazy other stuff that has happened. It's only really Mahalia who they meet at the Fuel Fiesta race. That Mahalia's like, I've, I've heard what you do with cars nowadays, Dom, because she has yeah. heard from, I don't know, some some connection that she has she has heard the crazy stuff so you know i think we tried to make sure that vienna and cam were our eyes into the franchise and therefore we would only know certain amounts of information that only they would be privy to but then of course the main the main characters the main uh, actors they would be doing little nods there especially when like roman's in the back seat trying to um bleeding out we presume or like scared for his life on the bulletproof vest and he's saying things like oh i never knew ramsey's last name again a little nod to like the previous movie and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's really cool so I, many easter eggs in there <laughs> yeah a lot and uh, and i mean i i didn't even play the game but the things i've heard what's patrick's talked about i've definitely listened to uh you know you talk about the game before just to get a little better understanding of the game um, and just how it represents uh, Fast and Furious franchise. I definitely watched the ending because uh, Patrick talked about it so much. I was like, I got to see this to believe it. <laughs> and uh, it really just comes down to the good crazy things are when they involve cars and when mm-hmm. Dominic can ride it. So if <laughs> one of those two things happen, it's a good crazy is what I've yeah. what I've gathered. From the, what way, the, way the, the way we approached it and the way that Universal 
think of it as well is when the car when the characters get in the cars, that's the equivalent of Iron Man putting his suit on. Yeah, that's the equivalent of Captain America grabbing his shirt. Yeah, pretty much. You know, whenever they do stuff, whenever they jump to their cars, that's it. It's game on, and that's the way we we wanted it exactly as well. Nice, we pulled it off well. Mm-hmm. Um, another one of our actually not a joiner but a host who wasn't able to be with us tonight, Mozambique, Mark Boucher. Uh, he loves Apex Legends, so he goes by Mozambique on our Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, hey, guys, and hey, Andy. Uh, sorry I'm not there tonight, but I did have a question for Andy. You guys were able to work with some of the actors from the Fast and Furious movies, like Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez, as well as uh, Sonequa. Is that how you say? Sonequa. Sonequa. Yep. Sonequa uh, Martin Green, who I loved on The Walking Dead. What was it like working with these actors for a video game and any fun stories to share about your time with them? <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, they're all, they're all amazing. You know, they're, 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 they're great characters on the screen. And part of it is because they're amazing people off the screen as well. Right. Um, they are absolutely huge Hollywood actors and yet still find the time to, work with us on a collaborative way to i don't know get michelle's hair right on her character uh choose uh clothes from the wardrobe of things that she's worn in the past and uh, and outline things that she would like to wear in the future or things that she may wear in fast nine that we could hint at like where her styling is going to do yeah um dialogue changes um, working with Vin and his team on the entire, like where this fits in the franchise. Is it worthy enough, you know, to be called Canon um, changes? Like we, we made big changes to um, the opening of the game. Um, the, the game originally opened with the truck heist um, at, until the point when Sebastian jumped to it. And then Vienna, because Vienna's car spins out, she goes, Oh my God, no, 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 no. And then it goes, cuts to black. And then it goes three days previously. And then we rewind to the start of Barcelona and then do it all over again. Um, in the end, you know, Vin's team, you know, um, we worked with them and added the Athens level um, because Fast 8 had had come out by then. And one of the last things Mr. Novi says to the team is uh, Cypher was last seen in Athens. So we were like, okay, that's the last thing in the fans' minds when they went to the cinema, and that should be there for the first thing in their mind yeah. when they didn't play the game. So we added Athens into the game, um, mentioned Baby Brian, um, which had been uh, mentioned in the previous thing, and just try to, again, tightly weave this tapestry of the game and the new characters and uh, Easter eggs and references all f- throughout the entire thing. Um so yeah, you know, Vin's team were were fantastic on that on that stuff, like helping us got helping us know where he wanted the franchise to go, where it was heading with Fast Nine, where the script was currently was being written at the same time as the game. So knowing that where we could tie things in mm-hmm. uh, with them or not, um, and uh, you know, Tyrese uh, again, fantastic, um, really a real um, like soulful kind of person. I know that's like silly considering, you know, well, obvious considering the the type of music he actually does sing. But um, yeah, just a real kind of quiet gentleman, respectful, again, very um, uh, into his divinity and stuff like that as well. Mm. Um, So not how he acts in the movies. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> but then but then when he's in front of the mic, boom, he's on. Yeah. Um he's, he's and then both Sonequa both Sonequa and Asia that we um recruited as our new uh, team members, um, they were absolutely fantastic. You know, Sonequa's a beautiful person, just really happy, um a pleasant, um, polite, great professionalism, uh-huh. and you know, just said all the lines exactly how we'd wanted them to uh, exactly how they've been written on the page, you know, how we'd wanted them to be portrayed. Uh-huh. And the same with Asia, you know, Asia came in and they were absolutely fantastic. They're, they're so funny in, in real life, and we don't really get to see that sense of humor when, they, when they're in billions. Um, but yeah, Asia's absolutely amazing and just came in and again said everything with the kind of curt, t- um, tense um, tone to their voice that that gave you a sense of there's some bitterness at the uh, in their character. And then as the game progresses, that that bitterness kind of dissolves slightly as mm-hmm. their character moves underneath from underneath uh, Vienna's wing, and then by the end. Uh, cinematic i hope you can see that the the the, the way that a- asia portrayed cam is a little bit more light-hearted in that last scene when they're going like is he serious like i hate i love this crazy town Yet they're a bit more the dialogue is a little bit more um uh lyrical and that's mm-hmm. that's that's the kind of thing that's that only those actors, you know, TV and movie actors can can really uh, portray. So yeah, absolutely uh, fantastic. They, they were all great, and we worked with them not only on the voiceover, but as I said, throughout the entire process. Um, so they were involved at every stage. Um, funny stories. Um, I, I don't know really. Um, Michelle, um, I, I have big, you know, memories of Michelle just sitting down with us in between um takes in between sessions and we were just eating lunch one time and you know she she must be a millionaire right she must she must be and um she's one of the biggest actors on the planet and she's been doing loads of movies and is well respected and we she was telling us about her heating bill in her in her in her house and we were like (laughs) what (laughs) like this is crazy like like no no other person you know, no other celebrity Hollywood actor would be talking about such things. No, so down to earth, such a grounded person. Yeah. And then the next minute we're talking about climate change and the next minute we're talking about diversity and the next minute we're talking about, you know, um, uh, some uh, crazy technology that she's uh, into. Like such a lovely person, mm. um, really down to earth. Um, yeah, They're all fantastic people to work with. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool that the game is a part of canon and just a part of the official Fast and Furious lore. So that's really cool. Well, if you know, the, there's a reason we hired Hollywood actors instead of you know just any old any old person. Um, right. The, the fact is that yeah, if people fall in love with these characters, you know, please uh look out for them in future or petition to see them in future or in the movies and things like that and um and who knows they may turn up you know obviously the dream is you know the last ever fast and furious movie to to have a you know on your left moment and you know everyone 
that you know has has appeared as the comes right. the cavalry to help yeah. Dom in his that last Indian moment of the yeah. that bring the family together. And it's literally everyone who's ever been in a Fast and Furious related um, uh, piece of uh, media. That would be sweet. The way that Captain America comes in and says Avengers assemble, yeah. but it's like Dom just like Toretto's. Toretto's. Or whatever, whatever Does that mean say. you'd be yeah. there given your, uh, your lost brother? Family assemble. Family. Yep. <laughs> so are you saying, Andy, it's possible in Fast and Furious 9 we could have one of those moments? I know no, you, no, no. you know I'm, some things that you I know you some things, share. but I. I know some things, but I will I will say now to avoid any kind of speculation. That no, yeah, Vienna and Cam do not. Vienna and Cam do not turn up in Fast Nine. Absolutely not. No. I was thinking actually more of the uh, the end game moment. The on your left, like, are there going to be portals <laughs> and like cars showing up and like the whole family's there to face off against the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> against Idris Elba? That exactly. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so just to uh, as we as we kind of wind things down, we did want to touch on a couple of your other games that you were a part mm. of. Uh, Tim Pollan in our Discord, he uh, he just made a comment because he is a big Project Cars uh, fan. Yeah, he cool. said this guy was involved in Project in the Project Cars franchise. I've played the <laughs> mess out of Project Cars one and two, and hearing good things about Project Cars three. Um, yeah, yeah, good. Thank that, you. That just um, came out right. On the yeah, came out Friday. Friday, yeah, last Friday the twenty seventh. <laughs> oh wow, okay. this is what I mean. We've had we've had two games put out uh, during lockdown. Yeah. Um, yeah, you wouldn't normally do you wouldn't normally do that, of course. But uh, yeah, no Project Cars three launched on Friday. Uh, it's been doing uh, very well. Um, this war the, the Project Cars franchise. We started after finishing Need for Speed Shift one and two, and we wanted to make our own IP, so we started project cars and it was one of the first triple a games that was completely crowdfunded and mm. um we made in full public view of the fans so they could tell us what they wanted yeah. literally on a day-by-day basis and therefore that gave us like a huge amount of um a huge amount of confidence that what we were making was what people actually wanted because you know games take two to three years to make and you're kind of making them in the dark and then hoping that when the game comes out it's something that people actually want and this really allowed us to double down on what do you want what features do you want okay let's go and make that what do you want now okay what let's put that yeah. have you played it yet oh it's working great great and then we carried on you know doing that yeah um so it gave us a great base to work from project cars 2 we then added a load more extra stuff more depth more complexity more authenticity more content all that kind of stuff and then project cars 3 we came with the approach of there were big key things that we were we were missing from the franchise like car customization like a progression a, a career progression mm. um uh, and other stuff um a car upgrades and things like that and we knew we wanted to get those in um, and that's what we've done with project cars three we've added that stuff in and that is what we're now seeing on youtube all the you know streamers and influencers and stuff playing with and going oh wow this is really cool all the, all the great photos people are taking of the cars and stuff um so yeah it's been a, a an absolute whirlwind um um both projects of course but uh yeah it's good to it's good to see that people are engaging with it uh well nice yeah i'm not nice. much of a car game guy but I've heard nothing but good things about Project Cars 1, 2, and I hope to hear more about 3. Maybe even check it out sometime. Third time's a charm. 
You never know. This this is the most accessible one. Yeah. This is the most accessible one. If if you're not even a car guy, the first thing it asks you is where's your experience on this spectrum? Right. And you pick your experience and then it's all handled for you. Um, you know, you can jump in with the gamepad. It's so easy to drive yeah. now. So yes, it's, this is the nice. one for you if you've not done it before. Very nice. Patrick, did you wanna did you wanna do a mini spoiler cast of twenty four the video game? <laughs> This is your chance. <laughs> no, that's all right. No, we don't need to get into 24. <laughs> Although, other, other than that game was uh, in between seasons two and three of the TV show, and it had every single character. It was yep. just it was just like Fast and Furious uh, Crossroads, where it was it felt just like the show. Well, we're doing the same. Just like we're doing the, the same thing. You know, I was I was a big fan of the series at the time. Um, we, we we got the opportunity to make the game, and then that was it. We knew which series it was going to be set between we started working out plot points like how do we beat oh oh wow uh it was a nuclear blast in two i believe it was i believe the nuclear bomb went off in two and then three was about the chemical attack in mexico god if i remember correctly (laughs) so again we were in the similar situation how do we stop it how do we one up a nuclear blast um we knew what characters were potentially going to be in three um, with uh, Adam, who was played by Zachary Quinto, who then went off to be Skylar and Spock um, in a uh, heroes. If you remember that show. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah. show. We yep. knew that Alicia Cuthbert was going to be joining CTU in season three. So we wanted to put her like her first day on the job. You know, everyone loves a little bit of uh, Kim and um, wondering, you know, what, what trouble she's going to get herself into. And then similarly, we, we were like, what kind of, what bad guy can we have that is really going to one-up, you know, a nuclear bomb going off or whatever they had planned in season three. And that's where the the the, the character of Madsen came in, who was basically a, a paramilitary guy, but he was just a puppet in it all. And he was, his strings were being pulled by Max, who was a character we'd only really seen a little bit of in the show at that point but we knew was quite important and therefore again similar kind of thing it all started to come together like an emp paramilitary takeover of ctu which we'd not seen at that point like the the, you know the the wolf coming into your den you know as a fan that was all awesome stuff that you know we wanted to see and you know everyone was in there again similar similar stories of fast and furious you know all the crew were amazing got to walk around ctu and take photos and reference pictures and stuff got to meet the cast did they you get to talk amazing. about Kiefer sutherland's heating bill at all or his <laughs> laundry service that he preferred uh, like Kiefer was Kiefer was a, an absolute machine because he had so many lines and a lot of it was screaming like where's the bomb and all that kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff so you know we were chloe yeah you know so we were very cautious of his his his, his voice going and he would but then in, in real life it was like hey how's it going like they would like, be very very yeah. quiet and stuff like that very cool and then he then he was just quickly jumping onto the mic and going tony there's a barber seat to you we've got a, five minutes to go and blah 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 all that stuff um the, the mic the little story there is we we put in um uh they were on the they, they were on the transit system trying to find sarin nerve gas and i let me see if i can remember it uh, and we'd put in the script the actual chemical like the scientific name for it which i think is isopropyl methyl phosphonofluoridite there we go okay. i do remember it all this Take time your word because, for it. I re- <laughs> because i remember it and of course Kiefer 
you know, gets to that line and he's like, Tony, it's got, there's a bomb here and it says it's got blah, blah, I said, blah, blah. And he's like, who wrote this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I'm in the voice recording booth, like bouncing lines with him. I'm like, oh, that was me, Keith. <laughs> like, say, like, come on. And it was that very much that kind of um, Han Solo, Harrison Ford thing, you know, you can write this, but you can't say it kind of thing. Um, and then we just went, yeah, just say sarin nerve gas. And that was it. Um, that's funny. Yeah, no, it's, it's, <laughs> funny. it's hilarious. They were all fantastic people. The, the guy who plays Tony, uh, Carlos Bernard, was, yeah, an absolute oh, you, gentleman. You, in in that game, speaking of Tony, you know, the the game was so fan service. I mean, you had Tony's walk down, <laughs> like with the way he has his like his so, own little walk. Yeah. It's very distinctive. So I'm a big um, Star Trek fan as well, and there's a way that. Um, there's a way that Riker walks, if you know, not a next generation. And he walks kind of with one shoulder kind of down slightly, kind of like walks, it like leans in. It's like a power. And then yeah. whenever he stands next to something, you know, he puts his leg up. So it was very similar. Like we were looking at how everyone walked. You know, Michelle walks in heels. Jack kind of like just stomps everywhere because he's on a mission everywhere. And then, yeah, Tony kind of like he... He's a bit more relaxed. He's got big problems at CTU. He's in charge and blah, blah, blah. People don't trust him or stuff. So he kind of walks yeah. with a bit of a, not a lazy way of walking, but like a, a, an idle, but, you know, meanders over to a, a desk and then like puts his hand on it and rests on it. And all that. So yeah, I'm glad we got little things like that. Um, <laughs> right. That's good. That's good. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our fantastically furious and fast conversation <laughs> with Andy Tudor. Uh, Andy, thank you so much uh, for joining us, man. Um, oh, yeah, it's been fun. You. Yeah. Before we get into our little spiel of how to connect with us and all that jazz, do you want to share how our joiners and listeners can uh, connect with you? Uh, yeah, we're on Twitter, which is slightly mad team for you know the team, um, and then we've got Fast Furious CR and Fast Furious Crossroads on Instagram and Twitter, and then Project Cars Game on Twitter uh, and Instagram as well. I'm Real Andy Tudor, which you can search for on anything. I'll try to get them all to match at least. Um, <laughs> and yeah, there's some behind the scenes photos and stuff like that on my Instagram for uh, and including interviews with Vienna, uh, interviews with Sonequa and Asia, if people nice. want to see to see those. Yeah, definitely. Cool. That's some that's some good stuff to check out. And also, I will note that you know, as a recent follower of yours, you are a super positive <laughs> guy, and I appreciate uh, the positivity you're throwing out there on Twitter. It can be, as I mentioned earlier, a volatile place. So, uh, exactly. Yeah, you've got to you've got to um, and to quote another podcast, you've got to put good out in the world, haven't you? You know, you there's there's a there's a time for negativity, and there's a time for appreciating. You know what? Hundreds of people worked on this thing. Doesn't matter whether it's Tenet, the new movie, or whether it's Bill and Ted Three, which I just watched the other day, or a video game, or uh, music, an album, or whatever it may be. You know, it's uh, there's no need to be horrible and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, it's not like any one of those creators got out there and were like, "I'm going to make this trash." Like yeah, they just, really did you know, their best and put it out yeah, there. So. And also the things that are going on in the world, you know, okay, it's not for you. Okay. Move along. Yep. You know, don't, exactly. you don't need to spew vitriol uh, into the void to, uh, to get your point across. Just yeah. turn off for a bit, go relax, yep. go and uh, get some fresh air. Yep. Your positivity is appreciated, sir. <laughs> 
Um, joiners, listeners, family, friends, if you'd like to connect with us, the Good Morning Guys Beyond Listening, as I mentioned at the top of the show, follow and chat with us on Twitter at the GMG Podcast uh, or Discord. Our link is in the Twitter profile or our show notes. We're also old school, of course, and have email, thegoodmorningguys at gmail.com. And if you'd like to call in, give us uh, a nice little voice message, ask a question, simply let your voice be heard, you can call 929 GMG guys. Uh, and then beyond that, we also, this is a little surprise for you, Andy, you didn't see this coming. <laughs> and uh, we are building a GMG video game playlist, uh, a top 100, as it were, that we're going to uh, rank here in about 22 episodes, I think. Um, we're con- continuing to connect, collect games. Uh, each of us bring a game every episode. Uh, and so today, Patrick's going to bring a game. I've got one. Mark has a game from uh, The Spirit of Mark is with us, and he has a game to offer. And then for Ronnie, our fourth member of the show, he said that you, Andy, can give his pick for this evening. So uh, give you a second to think about it if you'd like. Patrick, what game do you want to throw into the mix with our... Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with The Getaway. The old <laughs> oh, PS2 there you game. go, The Getaway. Yes. Nice. Do you remember that game? Did you ever play it? Uh, yes, it was in our it was it's... in our sister studio in London. Um, whilst we were making Primal and Twenty Four, they were making uh, Getaway One and Two. So yeah, I know oh, it well. Nice. Oh man, that was back when like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch were out, and then they came out with the Getaway, which was like right along the same lines. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was a good like. It wasn't GTA, but it kind of felt like it was a good story driven yeah. GTA game where. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good one. Yep. It's like the I think yep. it's like the spiritual successor to Driver. I think that was on uh PS1 if I remember right. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's good stuff. Um Andy, did you have a game you wanted to uh throw out there? Yep. I am going to throw in Lollipop Chainsaw, which is going to probably surprise a bunch of people, right? <laughs> Lollipop Chainsaw. What? And the reason is, the reason is and I fully expect it to drop all the way down to 100 or even out of the top 100. I, totally <laughs> I don't know, that. you know, I don't know. I put a couple okay. of in there that So, gonna... reason being, I, I think it's one of uh Grasshopper's uh, most accessible games. Um in that it, it, it's a cheerleader with a chainsaw, you know, mowing down zombies in a slash em up, beat em up y kind of way. It's really quippy. And James Gunn, who, you know, worked on, directed, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy in the new Suicide Squad movie, he was involved with it. Hmm. So I had no idea about that. Cool. If people don't, yeah, if people don't, I don't think people know that. And actually, if you go back and watch it and play it, it's one. It's it's still pretty fun, and I wish they would do like a, a new version of it. Or something like, like a that. rematch, but his reboot. humor, yeah, exactly. His humor comes through that, and actually, you know what? It's it's underrated. It it didn't get terrible reviews or anything. No. I just don't think it really got onto the public conscious. Probably yeah. because it came around at a time when everyone was kind of mocking boob physics and things like that. And it then on the surface, yeah, it's a scantily fad cheerleader. You know. Um, doing kind of Buffy-esque things. So yeah, on the surface, like it can get a lot of ridicule for that kind of stuff. But game is decent. Again, it's one of those games that keeps on giving, like keeps bringing in new, you know, um, um, mechanics or or upgrades or whatever it may be. Right. And as I said, though, that breaks the curse for me as a yeah. as a designer. 
Um, and then, yeah, the humor on top of that. And I think it's worth a second shot. Um, right. if you can get hold of it that's a i think that's a that's a respectable pick and that's a pick that ronnie will appreciate when we <laughs> i don't think he will have played it it's possible yeah, I, but we'll send hmm. him the like trailer or some gameplay footage and i think he'll be 100 percent behind your pick of lollipop Chainsaw. Cool. good um for me i'm gonna throw in final fantasy 7 remake uh probably later if i get the chance i'll probably throw in final fantasy 7 also but like this year, Final Fantasy VII Remake was a dream come true. Like I love that game. Uh, Patrick played it. It was so cool to. We never did get to do our spoiler cast about it. I still there's still a part of me that's like, man, I hope we do. Uh, Andy, I think I saw Final Fantasy VII in your top list of games. Did you play Remake? Oh no, you know eight. It's I'm afraid. Eight. Yes, oh, right. Yeah, I'm I'm the one guy who likes that. I know. Yeah, well, you gotta um, you gotta broken clocks me, right twice a day so you gotta you gotta have those people that <laughs> just so kidding. i mean so obviously i played through seven obviously it's a classic obviously it's in the hall of fame of, of video games and things like that but for me eight i just preferred the the characters you know yeah. I, I i preferred the relationship between squall and renoa i preferred the the spectacle of the of the Galbadia, well, I can't remember what it was, you know. That you'll never remember. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the evil witch and, and just and the, and the, the, the combat and the upgrade system yeah. and, and the, the, um, the guardian, are they called guardian forces in that game? I can't remember, you know, yeah, uh, remember. all of it. It's the one, it's the one of the, first games i 100 completed on you know right. literally got every guard in force grabbed everything got the best sword did absolutely everything i couldn't have got any more things in that game yeah and you know again it's it's um it was at a time when i was at university so i'm an only child so i grew up with you know the people the kids in my street and if I wasn't playing with them, I was playing on my computers or on my consoles at home. And I was good at art at the time, and therefore I wanted to do something with computers and art. And then I went away to university, and it was at the time when Toy Story and um, Jurassic Park were coming out. And they were telling stories with computer animation. Right. However, it was also the time when Final Fantasy VIII and Metal Gear Solid Two. Had, no, Metal, Metal Gear Solid 1 had yeah. come out. And they were telling stories with computer animated things, but in video games, like my first love. So that's where I decided to, instead of going into movies and um, animating like Jar Jar's left finger, <laughs> I could do something much more, much larger and have much more of a creative input yeah. um, in video games instead. So Final Fantasy VIII was actually the one that came around at the time which told a, an, an amazing story, you know, I thought um, um, uh, just at the time that I was deciding what to do with my life at university. Final Fantasy VII came a bit earlier, therefore. Right, that makes sense. Cool. And the last game that uh, we're going to put on the list is Halo 3. And uh, that is a classic multiplayer game that... Uh, Arguably the best Halo game, uh, probably mm. the pinnacle of the Halo games. Um, and uh, so Halo 3, good choice for Mark. Thank you for that contribution, buddy. 
Okay. All cool. right. Well, next week we will have uh, another guest, thanks to Mark, that he will um, introduce us to, uh, who will update us hopefully next week on the birthday stream he had this past Saturday. Uh, and, of course, he'll probably have uh, La Coretta fresh in his old estomago. And then most likely Ronnie will update us on the latest adventures in volleyballing and uh, successfully make us laugh in three words or less, as he usually does. All right, uh, Pat, Andy, along with you, our beloved friends, family, and joiners, go get your good morning this week. And may God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, and as you game. One, two, three, four.